Hey, we've made it back for another week. Episode one seventeen. Can you believe house. it? Can you believe we're here? Did I you think we were going to be here again? We're here. I always think we're, we're always here. here. In heart, regularly, regularly scheduled programming. In my heart, I've never left the seat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, number one seventeen. It's another week, and we have quite a bit to talk about, Christopher. Do we? Oh, wow, that's good. There's lots of news out there. Um, there's lots of speculation, but what I want to start it off with, um, after I fix that, yes, after your technical difficulties, what I want to talk about first is, have you ever seen two giraffes fight? Um, do they bang their heads against each other? They got little horns, right? I'm telling you, this is brutal. Really? Oh my gosh. Let me set up the scene for you here, Christopher. Africa. It's a wild place. Yes, the Kalahari. All right. You have a... That's a desert. I don't think there's a lot of giraffes in the Kalahari. Oh, turns out there's desert giraffe. This blew my mind, too. I was watching it before we got here. Never heard of a desert giraffe before. No. Didn't know there was really, like, anything other than a normal giraffe, right? No, desert giraffe. Wanders and meanders through the desert, finds this sand river. That's what they called it. I believe the guy is British. He's the one who was telling me, narrating it. I believe him. But there's these little trees all in this sand river. Apparently, they have roots that go down like 30 meters, and they find water. A giraffe can also find water pretty easily, apparently, because it came pretty quickly. Wait, so anyway, if, the, if the tree's got to go down 30 meters, how's the giraffe getting it? Well, you'll see. I'll, I'm painting the picture. Okay. Give, give me a minute. Paint that picture. I'm trying. Um, happy little trees, right? Yeah. Giraffe comes wandering in old bull giraffe beat up, you know, weather worn comes in, starts getting on his tippy toes with his long tongue, eating these, uh, leaves. Mm -hmm. And this is what is making him like revive, get strength. This is what he needed. Then all of a sudden in the distance, sweet little mama giraffe comes rolling in a female. Mm -hmm. They lock eyes see each other old bull new female all right now we got something going right <laughs> then all of a sudden <laughs> young bull from the distance comes meandering in like i own this shit no buddy old bull in town over here eating the leaves this he, is his party. this is this is his you know deal all right so then they start sizing each other up, eyeing each other. Old bull's a little bit taller, you know, but height isn't a big deal. Okay. Right? You understand. <laughs> you can tell yourself that, yeah. So, <laughs> so they size each other up. They get rump to rump, shoulder to shoulder, standing next to each other, start pushing and shoving. They're not liking each other. Right? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, necks start flying. Young bull, boom, slams, him, slams his head into the other guy's neck. Old bull, boom, starts slamming necks. Out of nowhere. A lot of neck slamming. Yeah, a lot of neck slamming going on. Out of nowhere, switch it up. They go face to butt and butt to face and change up tactics, right? You'd, I never saw this coming. Young bull, he's like, I'm going to start slamming my head into his butt because this seems like the way to go. So he's doing it. Blood coming out his rear end, his hindquarters, if you will. Slamming his head into his butt. Old bull knows better. He comes in, starts throwing his head into what? His toothpick-ass legs, hitting legs. Wouldn't you want to hit a leg on a giraffe Seems to like knock him down? Seems like a good strategy. I thought so, too. Old Bull knows what he's doing. You thought. 
But nobody likes to get a horn up the ass. You're right, but it wasn't really like up it. It was just like on the ham, on the rump, on okay. the ham, yeah. And uh, but he's bleeding, so he's hitting his legs, and I'm like, man, young bull's going down, right? Then all of a sudden, young bull comes around with his head, knocks the old bull down to his knees. Narrator, camera zoom into the old bull's face. Narrator says, "Old bull knows what's coming next, the knockout blow." And you see the young bull rear up, swing his head around. What's the old bull do? Ducks. He ducks, swings his head under, hits him in the belly. Down, down goes Frazier. And an old bull stands up, wins the match. And then the young bull is like exiled out into the desert and probably dies. Wow, that's... It was amazing. That's compelling. Blood on the old bull's face, on Why don't his they butt. kick? You feel like there'd be a lot of kicking. No kicking. None. No fisticuffs. Just head throwing. That's crazy. It was the most intense thing. Amy and I were cheering, high-fiving, like, you know, way to go, old bull. <laughs> and uh, so he got the female. There you go. And survived. Oh, right after this, water just starts raging down this sand river. It's, that was his prize. And yeah. And then they drank water and they survived. Yeah. Desert giraffes. Huh. Man, really made my night. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you guys about They seem it. like such gentle creatures. You would think, but man, they were vicious. I've seen a giraffe or two, and they seemed pretty gentle. But was it a desert giraffe? No, I mean, it was in Africa on a safari. Isn't that the only place they are? Uh, like Disney. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> besides, Zoo. <laughs> besides zoos, they like are really only from Africa, right? Uh, I don't know. There's yeah. no like... I- Asian giraffe. Yeah, Asian longhorn giraffes. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Uh, Tony said Jerry Snyder greater than David Attenborough. And that's who was telling me. Like, <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, that's the guy. It was Africa on Discovery Plus. So it's just Africa show. And he's like, the old bull knows knockout blows coming next. I like uh, Werner Herzog. Whenever he does his... Uh, he does that? Oh, he does like nature documentaries or documentaries, soundtracks. Oh, okay. Amy said that was a long story. It was a long story, but she knows how intense it was. <laughs> and we were like clutching hands. So it doesn't sound like she was as enthralled by this. I thought, I think she was. <laughs> I think she was. So who would you be in the scenario? The young bull or the old bull? You'd be the young bull. Oh, I mean, probably. I'm much younger than most people around that I hang around yeah. like podcast hosts and yeah. stuff and such. You know? I wouldn't say much younger, but yeah, pretty significant, <laughs> you know, you know, whether in physical age or looks, I'm much younger. So despite all that, um, the nature documentary is mm-hmm. it is, so is this Disney a discovery plus? Is this worth it? I like it, but I mean, it's probably not to you. I mean, no. did you ever watch much discovery or history channel or, TLC or Food Network or any of those things? No. Yeah. No, I don't like reality television. I do like a right, documentary, and- but nature documentaries really aren't my jam. I liked the Planet Earth series. That's on there. Yeah. That's, it's all through the BBC. I think B, the, this was a BBC Network show, so they has to, have to have a contract or something with Discovery, like <laughs> overarching Discovery Channel, I guess. Because there's so many different networks on the Discovery Plus app. So they must all be tied together somewhere. I don't know how. But that's, I watch, I used to watch a lot of that Discovery crap. I mean, like I told you before, I was watching like Gold Rush 
constantly. Deadliest ice catch road I truckers. I used to watch that. Uh, that fell through the ice for me. Oh, you know, like that, there. Yeah. Um, but I love deadliest catch and that kind of stuff. I love, I love food network shows too. And then I started, well, we'll talk about that with what I'm watching. Okay. Well, I, and before we get any more, too much more into this, I want to say hi to all of our, uh, online viewers and our new twitch viewers yeah thanks twitch is for kind all of, of you on uh, twitch i didn't expect anything to amount from twitch no. i just did it on a whim because we already pay for a service that will connect us yeah and turns out people watch it on twitch so people wanted us on Hello. twitch so thank you for doing that maybe it's all the people from colorado because colorado came out of nowhere yeah so if you would, um, if you're if you're watching us live or watching us after we're live, if you would just reach on down there and click the share button. If you could. And you can do the like button too. That one's fine. And smash that subscribe. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> subscribe. But hit that like button because uh, things blow up when you do. Yes. And uh, and we appreciate it. We it like helps us when out. things explode. To a point. Depends on what it is. Tannerite. That's pretty fun. Yeah. But like... Oven? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy that. Not in the slightest. You uh, ever had an oven explode? No. No, me either. My washer died, though. I have one I of my... similar. One of the burners on top of my oven doesn't like light anymore. doesn't ignite. And so frequently I'll just turn the gas on and turn one of the other burners on and just... Wait until, wait until it'll light up. Why don't you just use a clicker lighter? I didn't like have a grill one, Jerry. I don't have one. You don't carry matches in I your front pocket? I don't carry matches. Really? Like windproof matches? You don't carry no. those? Man, you're not prepared. I don't have, what fl- if you get, I don't like, have flint. No? What if you get stranded or I something? I got a knife somewhere that's got some matches in the back. You know, in the. What if you get stuck in the old Wapakon Creek and you don't know where you're at? I mean... I don't. I don't think that I'm going to be building any fires in the creek. <laughs> I mean, on the bank. I mean, to keep warm. It's not that far to walk to civilization. You say that now, till you're stuck. <laughs> till I'm stuck, a half a mile from a house. <laughs> well, you don't know. You're lost. You're disoriented. Yeah. Okay. You had no idea. You got hit by a falling tree branch. It is a bit of a valley. So if you got down there and you broke a leg. Right. Might, or like you that. You might just have to live there the rest of your life. Like that one guy who got stuck in between two rocks and he had to saw his own arm off. Oh, a rock in a hard place? Yeah. 27 hours. 127 or hours. Is it that long? Something. It's a good movie. Wow. That is a solid movie. I don't ever want to watch it. Mr. Jimmy Franco. Isn't it James Franco? Yeah, it is. I don't want to watch that because of the real life story of the guy sawing his arm off. I can't do it. Who's better, James Franco or the other one, Dave Franco? What oh, do you J- like better? James. Really? Oh, yeah, much more. I think Dave Franco is is coming up. Mm, I don't think so. No? I mean, he had his time. He, he started coming up. He's a lot less weird. James Franco is very odd. I like the odd. <laughs> I like the odd part of him. That's why I like him. He's been in so many different things. You just, I don't know. You just like seasoned. that room movie. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's so ridiculous. The the original movie is so ridiculous that you could make all, like a parody of it, but it's still it's still ridiculous. Exactly like the original movie. It's very good. You should watch it. It's good I, acting. You know what? I did I did watch it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I watched it after you suggested it. I watched it. I don't, it's not good by any means. Like the movie the room, you know, movie itself no. is not good whatsoever. But that movie was pretty good though. It is pretty good. I don't remember like, what it's called. Setting it up. Um I don't remember what it was called either. 
now that you say that, but uh, I don't know. James Franco does an incredible job acting as a terrible actor. Yeah. Which sounds easier than <laughs> what you would think. Um, oh, by the way, before we get into any news, uh, we got a big thing happening, Jerry. Big announcement coming up. Yeah. The uh, third annual installment. Installment. Third annual Snarf Madness. Snarf Madness Snarf coming Madness back. is upon us, Jerry. It crept up on me really fast. Best time of the year. It really is. It's so fun. The bracket gets harder and harder every year. The first year we did it, we kind of threw it together, did this bracket. It was really fun. Last year we did it. So the first year we did Marvel movies. Um, that was really fun. Last year we did superheroes, right? And uh, so we were basically bracketing out who we thought would win in a fight, I guess. It was like who I liked better and who Chris Not who better. would win in a fight. It was no, like it who was, we liked better as a character. Yes, and we would discuss that. And that was very hard to do. No, Nolan always, he's like our fact finder, the disaster artist. Disaster artist, yeah. Thank you, Nolan. And he's quick on the draw. Very much, yeah. Even with the lag, there's like a 30-second delay with your guys' comments and what we're talking about. But man, Nolan, you're on it. It's like you hear us before we say what we're saying. <laughs> He's in our head. Um, so this year we are doing a this big is, one. This is our, I think, the best bracket we've done. Not necessarily oh, yeah. like because I love the superhero one. I love the um, oh, yeah. sci-fi it's fantasy. I like both that. those brackets. But this one is so difficult right. because we are doing video games. The top 64 video games, because there's 64 right off the bat in the first round. And, and every one on the bracket is good. It's not like in the past where you always no, had yeah. some like, well, that one's a clear loser. Or some even sometimes would be like, I don't even know what that is. No, we picked games that were impactful in our lives that we both enjoyed. We both played significantly and put them into a bracket and... I tell you what, we were talking before the show, looking at some of the pairings. Now we use an auto a program that automatically like yeah, generates we, their so instead matchups. of ranking them and seeding the bracket like a normal March Madness bracket would be. Um, we don't do that. We we run them through a randomizing program. Yep. So we take all the entries and we just hit randomize, and that's what gives us our matchups. So when you see something that. It should be a one seed seeded against something else that could, to you, potentially be a one seed. That's just the way it happened. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And, and I, we, we've, we've debated this over and over because yeah. we actually spent a half an hour before the show debating it. Um, uh, we wanted to, we thought maybe we should seed them because I do feel like there are some instances where there's some matchups where some games that are amazing that we love aren't going to get their, their due. Their due. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, we came down to it and thought, we got to go with the way it is because otherwise we could spend, it would be an eternal, we, we would be. Debating. It would take a very, very long time to seed all of this out and get it the way we think it should go. But then if you think about that, you're kind of shaping the way the bracket's going to play out then. And we don't want to do that. And I don't want to do that. You don't. And a little inside information here to the listeners. If you're listening to this one and you're going to play this, the Snarf Madness Challenge. I'm telling you right now, this is going to be the most different Chris and I have ever been. Yeah. Now, Chris and I have different tastes on a lot of things, even with the superheroes and with the sci-fi fantasy movies and Marvel and whatnot. 
But this right here, video games, we are by far the most different. I have a certain type of video game that I've played a lot. You have a certain type of video game that you've played a lot. We've discussed this prior in our top 10 video games. Wasn't it 10 or 10, did we do 15, 15 or 20? Yeah. Top 15 or 20 uh, video games. We ranked them. Um, if you want, go back and listen to that. That could give you a little bit of a heads up because the idea with our bracket challenge, if this is your first time, you aren't ranking a bracket that you like. You're trying to match my bracket or Chris's bracket. There's yeah. two winners. There will be two winners. That's how we do this a little different than your classic March Madness. Um, there will be my bracket and Jerry's bracket. You fill out your bracket and we'll score. If you're closer to Jerry's, if you win Jerry's, you win a prize. If you win mine, you win a prize. Yep. If you win both, as Craig did last year. Right. We had a singular winner of both brackets last year, which we never thought was going to ever no, happen. That seems impossible. Apparently, it's possible. Yeah. So I feel like uh, this one's going to be an amazing time. You definitely need to get in. And it's free to enter. It's free to enter. And, and we actually uh, have... Prizes. So <laughs> yeah. uh, what are the prizes? We haven't discussed that. Are we doing... Don't we normally do an Amazon gift card and sweatshirt, t-shirt, something like that? Yeah, I think we've done a, a t-shirt and then a, like a $50 Amazon gift card to the winner. And a trophy. And a trophy. Yeah, you get a trophy, an yeah. actual trophy. And if you are the worst person, you will be belittled for multiple episodes. We'll tell, we'll tell like, the world like basically Keith. about how terrible you were like Keith. Was last yeah, year. Yeah, he's he was the worst. And Absolutely terrible. I, to this day, it makes my teeth hurt yeah. thinking about how bad yeah. he performed in that bracket challenge. Never seen it before in my life. Hopefully, you don't do as bad as Keith. Yeah, because if you're on Keith's level, I mean, there's no hope for you. Yeah. So he I got a fun uh, tr toilet trophy. Totally toilet bowl <laughs> trophy. Yeah, um, and you will too if you're that. And bad. it says uh, Keith Pfeiffer. Snarf Madness 2020, loser. <laughs> <laughs> Just an absolute loser. Uh, so, yeah, there's all kinds of fun prizes. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So how this works is you download the bracket, um, you print it off, you fill it out, you or you fill it out on a PDF, however you can fill it out. Yeah. And then you need to either mail it to us or preferably, actually, no, email it to us at info at snarfcomics.com. Um, and don't worry, we'll put out a social media post like on Facebook, Instagram, probably Twitter. Uh, you'll be able to see the bracket and uh, how to send it to us with our email. But if you go to snarftalk.com slash madness, it takes you directly to the bracket. You can click on it and you'll get a PDF right away to print out or download whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's um, snarftalk.com slash madness. Or if you go to snarftalk.com, there's a link in the top navigation that says snarf madness. You can click that. We will be updating the directions and the prizes on there um, next week. But um, how that works, for everybody that knows, in every episode then going forward uh, from whenever we start, which will probably be a couple weeks from now, yeah, we'll give mid-March, yep. um, We the beginning of the episode, we will score whatever we're doing that week. So usually the first four episodes, we do each the East, West, Midwest, and North, or whatever it is. South. We do half of the first round. Yeah. Uh, one week, half of the first round, the next week, then the second round, third round, fourth round championship. Yeah, and the first round, you get like a point each, and then the second round, you get two, third, you get three, 
fourth you get I, it goes up from there we'll we'll post all that but yeah i thought it went one two four six yes i think one two four six ten yeah, i think something, something like that, that. Uh, so yeah check it out right now snarftalk.com slash madness get your bracket start filling it out get it set in um and we're remember, super, super excited about you it. You want to match Jerry's bracket. This is not what you think. This is <laughs> all, all the only people that are important in this world is me and Jerry. It's a very selfish bracket challenge, yeah. right? It's just me and Chris. You've got to match us. Don't rank your top games. You are going to get mad. You are going to be mad. <laughs> You're going to be so mad at what I pick because I, well, I'm, first of all, I don't even know what I'm going to pick as of yet, but I've seen some of the matchups already. And I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed at myself for what I'm going to pick on some of these. Um, it's going to be tough, really, really tough, and super fun. So I hope so you guys So if you want to listen us. back to that episode, the video game episode, you might get some insight. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a listener, you probably know what we're going to pick or close. So um, CJ said Oregon Trail. That's funny because that was on our list. It, it um, was. It is not included in this bracket. So I'm going to explain to you how we came about choosing our top 64. Um, it was very difficult, first it, off. It, yes, it was very difficult. So we found a ranker list of the 100 best ranked, according to the ranker users, yeah. uh, video game franchises yes. of all time. So these aren't individual games. It actually went to 175. Yes. These aren't individual games on our thing. They're franchises. So like Legend of Zelda is an entry. Super Mario is an entry. Star Wars games is an entry. MLB games is an entry. Yeah, it's not like Mass Effect 3. It's like the whole Mass Effect series. Right. And the reason we did it that way is because... We want to include more stuff. Yeah, we we can include more games in that scenario rather than pick and choose individual games. It's it, That would be very, very hard to do. Yeah. And, and not everybody's played every game of every series. Sure. Um so we did franchises. So we had to choose our top 64 out of that specific 150 franchise list. So we, if it wasn't on that list, we didn't consider it for our top 64. Right. Um, there were a couple other things that weren't on there, but we also looked at the top 50 highest grossing franchises. Of, so if they weren't on the ranker list, but they were on the highest grossing franchise list. Yeah. Then we also put, said those were fair play. Okay. So that's Which makes sense. The two we used. Um, we decided, we made a decision to throw out all arcade games, mm-hmm. like 80s arcade games, because it would be overwhelmed. We didn't want to complicate things and have Pac-Man and, and all these types of games in there. So we took out all arcade games and a lot of like early 80s games like Oregon Trail. We just decided... Right. To keep those out. So um, a lot of the games, you know, and it's pretty even. There's a, I, I counted it out. It's about even from 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010s. Is it really? It's about, that's amazing how that worked out. Yeah, and I considered anything like Mario as 80s because yes. that's when it came out. Zelda, 80s, you know, and then like, you know, the uh, early PlayStation games were 90s, you know, so. Yeah, and 64 games. Yeah, a lot of them are, a lot of, there's, we're a little heavier on the 90s and not as heavy on the 2010 on. 
because we had kids. Yeah, so. that's exactly <laughs> what happened. We had kids, and it, everything fell out from there. So anyway, get your brackets in. you got a couple weeks. We're probably going to start mid-March. I think that's usually when March Madness starts. Yeah, right? second week of March. Last year, it was March 12th, so it'll be right around there. Yeah. And tune in every week to get updates on all of that and updates on the prizes and all that good stuff. Um, Sean Johnson said Jerry equals or Jerry is greater than Bruce Nolan. Bruce Nolan. He's the lead singer, I think, of uh, Bruce Nolan. No, I, I got to think about that. I'm thinking of Bruce Dickinson, who is the lead singer of uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> Bruce, who's Bruce Nolan? From Bruce Almighty. Okay, that's the Jim Carrey character. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Right. Um, and Mandy says hi. Hi, hi Mandy. Uh, so yeah, that's Snarf Madness. That's our big update. Uh, we'll have more updates as we go, but you can go right now to snarfmadness.com and get snarftalk.com slash madness and get your bracket. Yes, that's awesome. Jay, Jay says, top fan here. Tecmo Bowl is the best game ever. Um, listen, so what happened when we did our top 64? I did mine, Jerry did his. Yes. Anything that we both had, Went, immediately went into the bracket. Correct. There was about 10 entries where I had a list and you had a list. About the last 10 is all. Yeah. So we agreed on 54 of them. That's pretty good. I had Tecmo Bowl on mine. I should have put it on you mine. You didn't have, I didn't it, on have yours. it on mine. Um, so in the final 10, I just took one from mine and one from yours. And then I took five from mine and five from yours. Yes. And vice versa. I should have put Tecmo, Tecmo Bowl, Bowl on did not there, make but... it. And the reason why um, it didn't, because I, I s- very much. Played that game like so much. Oh, yeah, as did I. The reason it didn't is because um, to me, it's like a single game. I know it was a franchise, technically. But yeah, it was but really did anybody that one really game. play the whole franchise? Right. So uh, Sean says uh, that was a Bruce Almighty reference when Jerry said, and that's how the cookie crumbles. Ah, uh, you're right. I did say that. I um, did say- I didn't catch the reference. I Googled I, it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I, I said that uh, earlier when we were talking about the bracket. I said, that's how the cookie crumbles. All right, so that's it. We're going to get into some news unless you got uh, something else. No, I got nothing else. I got the giraffe thing out. We got no chest. top tens tonight. We're going to do some news. We got a bunch of what we're watching. We haven't yeah. really talked about what we've been watching for like the last three or four weeks really that much. So Right. Other than like the last 10 minutes of a podcast, so... We'll probably get pretty into depth. I've watched quite a bit of stuff. Have you? I haven't watched a ton, but we'll get into it. Um, There is some news, and if you haven't been following the whole Star Wars deal, there's a lot of crap going on with Star Wars right now. It is crazy. So, obviously, what started it all off is Gina Carano got fired. We've talked about that before. Um, There's huge backlash. I made fun of everybody that was putting out a hashtag that said, Canceled Disney Plus. Um, I thought that would be a joke. A lot of people are doing it. Really? Yeah, a lot of people are. And I don't know if it's it's to the point where it's really going to affect them in any way, but I do believe it's kind of halted some things because there's a lot of people that are on Gina Carano's side. Absolutely. That are rightly you know, so. weighing in. And, and Yeah, and rightly so. And now there's been so many different reports. What is true and what isn't, I don't know. It's just crazy because she didn't really say anything that offensive. So there was a an anonymous report. Again, this is anonymous. There's I have no way of backing this up, but there's been a lot of people talking about it to where Kathleen Kennedy had a problem with Gina Carano from the bat, like right off the bat. Didn't like her. They met at a party, didn't like her, and she was very vocal about her 
just not liking her as a person. And she was telling people that at some point she will be fired. She will not work for Star Wars. So like, they were looking and for a reason. Yeah, she was. According to this report, again, I don't know if any of this is actually factual, but there was multiple different sources that po- that were saying the same thing. And uh, so Kathleen Kennedy started getting really aggravated because The Mandalorian was taking off and doing awesome. So obviously the first season really did well. Second seems season like a reasonable thing to get pissed about. Did even better, but what... <laughs> she was getting pissed about is because she wanted that trilogy to be like the standalone star Wars, like up and coming thing, like the three movies that she was in charge of that got made. Yeah. The three terrible ones. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, she thought that was going to be like the face of star Wars for a long time. And people were going to follow in that trend. Clearly from the merchandising, Dave Filoni and John Favreau went a different way with the Mandalorian coming out. And, uh, according to this report, that last scene with Luke Skywalker, which seems a little fitting for like drama, is what threw her over the edge, and she was super pissed because these people were taking the limelight. And then when Gina Carano had those posts from November and then one from recently, apparently she immediately start, ran with that and called like news organizations and told them like she shouldn't be doing this, we don't support it, and we're getting rid of her. Nobody ever contacted Gina Carano to tell her that she was being fired. She found out over social media. Um, And apparently that was by design because nobody wanted to speak to her. And it seems like they're painting a picture of it all being premeditated, that they wanted her out to begin with, and that Kathleen Kennedy is this evil monster. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But right now it seems that way. Well, (laughs) if you want to hear the full story, which I did watch, um, from her lips... There's a very interesting um, interview. She sits down. From her lips doesn't necessarily mean true. Watch the interview. It's hard to hear what she says and not... Wait, which person? Gina Carano. Oh, okay. Yeah. She tells the whole story. Yeah, I believe her. On on Ben Shapiro's show on his... If you go to Ben Shapiro's website or whatever, Facebook, it's on the Sunday special. Yeah, it's on YouTube. He has the Sunday special every Sunday. It's like a sit-down interview with a person. So she was on it last week, and I watched it that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very good interview, and it's very – she – you really get the sense that she is not a bad person. Like, she is a legit, like, pretty good person. Like, I you mean, hear her speak – I assume she was bad. No, but you hear her sp- – well, I mean, she's being made out to be. But you hear her speak, and she's not an extremist. She is farthest from an extremist. She goes on, she's like, I didn't really even know anything about politics until like a year ago. She's like, that's the first, this is the first election I've ever voted in. Really? And she's like, I didn't know anything about politics. She's like, I didn't, I went to the polls because a lot of the hot water she got on was when she made a post saying like that it's ridiculous um, that they should have, you know, stricter voting laws. Right, and everybody blew up, and they're like, "Oh, she's challenging the election. She's saying it was a fraud." She never said that. She's like, and she's like, "I never said that." She's like, "I went to the polling place, which was on a beach. I walked up. I brought my ID. I was super excited. I had all my stuff. The first time I'm ever going to vote." She's like, "It feels like a monumental moment in my life." Right. And I walk up there, and there's like nobody knows what they're doing everybody's stumbling around she's like do i need to even prove who i am they're like they're just give her a ballot which of course that is how it is but 
She's well, like, I, don't there know. Was... I feel like I feel like Mazan does a little bit better job because I gave them my ID and they asked me my address and yeah, like they made sure who I was. Well, I mean, <laughs> every you, time I you voted, don't have to give your that. ID uh, currently. You just have to have your signature match the signature on file. Anyway, she's just like I just got through the process and I felt very disenfranchised and I was like, this doesn't seem secure at all. So I made a post about it. She's like, I don't know. To me, that seemed perfectly reasonable. Yeah, it was just. My observation as a human being, and that's one of the main reasons that she got fired. And she details all of the posts that were deemed offensive. Yeah. And she's like, this is what I was thinking. It had nothing to do with that. I said that it had nothing to do with that. And furthermore, like in the fall, Lucas, Lucasfilm came to her and like, you have to release this apology. And they yeah. gave it to her. Yes. And she and she's did like, not I, do that. She, yeah, but she, she's like, can I just write my own apology? And they're like, okay. So she wrote her own apology and gave it back to them to review. She said, there was maybe a one sentence different on a one-page apology. And they said, no. Release ours or else, basically. Wow. And she's like, she's like, and then she goes into detail about the, all the people in, the, in that organization mm-hmm. that had been harassing her for a year plus and saying terrible things about her and spreading lies and rumors about her. And she felt like horribly bullied. And I don't understand where this is coming from. I mean, what's the purpose of any of that? Because, you know, and then Kathleen Kennedy comes out and has this whole inclusive, you know, female strong. We want to bring back like female characters and make them lead roles in Star Wars. And she was goes around wearing a shirt that says the force is female. You know, and that kind of stuff. But yet, you have a woman that is a, a could be a mainstay and have her own show, which was supposedly planned. Who knows if that's actually true or not? Um, and then is bullied and basically destroyed uh, from social media and from whoever at Disney and Lucasfilm, and they've destroyed her now and. She no longer has a job. She doesn't know where to go. Okay, I mean, how well, is she going to be back in Star Wars, though? I mean, she has a job. They've offered her... Uh, she got a movie deal. A movie deal through... With the Daily Wire. Yeah. Which, I mean... what What's that compared to being yeah, in a Star Wars right. franchise? So I, I kind of actually felt a little bit bad for her because I'm like, oh, man, like she's never going to work again. She's young, you know? And I'm like... She'll work in something, but... Um, until I found out that her family... Literally owns like all of the casinos in Las Vegas. Her family is—they're worth billions of dollars. She's the heir to billions of dollars of casino money. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Her dad owns Caesar's Palace, the whole Caesar Entertainment. No way. Group. Yes. Uh huh. I didn't know that at all. So I'm guessing she- she's doing this, and she's like, "Yeah, I mean, she's like, I want to be an actor. It's fine, but." She's probably also like, I don't really, I'll be who I am because I, I don't need this. Yeah, I don't need any of this. But uh, I watched a fight of hers today, actually, when she was in, it was before the UFC, but um, it was like the World Fighting Championships or something. She was good. Yeah, she was really good. She was pretty good. Did and she, she roid up? Because she's a lot bigger. She's way bigger. And I'm not talking fat. She's like musk, more muscular now. She must have because the fight that I saw, she was a, a much thinner person. Yeah. She, her stats were 5'8", 139 pounds. Yeah. 
Um, and she absolutely destroyed the person she fought against. Uh, Rosie Saxton was the one. It was in 2006. She only lost once, right? Yeah. And then she, and she was also an American gladiator. Oh, really? Yeah. Her name was Crush. Nice. Yeah. An American gladiators when they rebooted that, which I thought was fun. Um, but she was really good on Mandalorian. It's sad that they're doing it this way. And it, I feel like it's really sad for the Star Wars franchise that this kind of negative limelight is what's happening to all of it right now because they came out and told us about all of these new shows and all of these new things and like the big ideas and the direction they were headed. And it's I was super a, excited for it. It's a dark cloud hanging over all of it now. I know. And then, so then there's reports that they were going after, uh, what's her name from who plays Ahsoka? Oh, Rosario, Rosario Dawson? Dawson. Oh yeah. Why? Started going after Rosario Dawson. They said she's going to be the next to get fired. She's like my favorite actress. <laughs> it's that's most likely fake. That would be an absolute like ignorant thing to do. That doesn't make any sense for him to do, but there's reports of it out there now that they are going after Rosario Dawson. The media was going after Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was getting oh, harassed. Well, they've been going over time. Chris Pratt for like 2 years. Yeah. And who, by all accounts, is like one of the nicest people in the world. An absolute gem yeah. of a human and being. And he doesn't even say anything controversial. They're just going after him because he's outwardly Christian. Yeah, he's Christian and he's had his certain views and then they just attack him for it. Why? Let him be himself. All of this inclusiveness and be who you want to be doesn't seem... Be who you want to be as long as you be what I want you to be. Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's what it right is. Right there. Be who you want to be as long as and it's I don't who I know, want you to be. I mean, as long I as understand the sentiment the of, of like, we have to vote with our dollars as consumers. I get it. And I want to support that sentiment. But at the same time, I want that entertainment. Of course. You know what I mean? I don't want to not watch Star Wars. No, like, Nobody really wants Star Wars to go away. But nobody thinks about their actions until afterwards. But I but like my they don't point think is, consequence. I don't want to support it. I don't want to support that ideology, that cancel culture. And, Absolutely and, not. And this this almost to me, like at first it seemed like a straight up cancel culture situation. But the more you dig into it, you're like, she didn't really say anything that offensive. It's pretty clear. She's been vocal about it. It's pretty clear that there were a lot of shitty people in that company yeah, they that just, were gunning for her. Just targeted That's her. That's not really why she got fired. It's not because that was the excuse they used. They built they built like a uh what am I trying to say? They like built a narrative around her and around two social media posts. And yeah, they built it was like this, four or five, but yeah. Whatever. Like a, a handful of social media posts, they built this narrative and created a story that is completely false and just ran with it. They put it out to their big media sources and let them create the story, and then they ran with it. They never said a word to her about any of it, and it just happened. It's just like, you know what? We can do this because we have the power to do it, and you're just gone now. And it's really sad that any of that has to happen. I didn't necessarily want that to get into like a huge, deep conversation. I just wanted to bring up Star Wars because there's more news about I, Star Wars. You know, I just... The the root cause of it all... This is the, this is what's concerning. J, the, hang on. Jay Gutierrez, top fan, by the way. Yeah, top fan. Uh, said Tim Tebow dealt with the same shit in the NFL. Where did you see this? In the comment oh, section. The, I don't see that. All right. Um, CJ Parker said, I don't feel near as bad for her now. Yeah, I mean, she's going to be fine. 
Jimmy Anderson said Yingling is the shit. Correct. You're right. It's the official beer, beer of, Snarf of Snarf Talk. Um, and I'm sorry, I can't pronounce the last name down there. Is is it all fake talks or is it real true story talks? I don't, like, again, I don't know. Yeah, we don't I know mean, that. All, everything that I've seen that was reported is rumor. So whether it is true or not, I don't know. But what is true is that Gina Carano was fired for something that is very minimal. I mean... And it doesn't affect anything with she, Star Wars. That was the excuse they used. She was fired because she's not liberal. Yeah. That's why I mean, she was fired. They're never going to say that. No. I understand but that's, that that's... That's what, from a year, a year and a half ago, that's what's caused all these people in the company to dislike her, mm-hmm. to turn against her, to make it a hostile working environment for her, and to find any excuse they could to fire her. That's what happened. Yes. That's what happened. That's not okay. No, it's not okay. It, apparently, it is in like the industry. I mean, in in entertainment industry, it is apparently okay to do that kind of stuff. Uh, CJ said, "Are they selling Yingling in Illinois now? They are not. This is uh, we get like quarterly or annual donations of Yingling. Yeah, I from, think it's an uh, annual donation from one Christmas. of our our best listeners, Erica Fry, who's also a Lord of Snarf. She's a Lord or and a she, Lady of she, Snarf, whatever, whatever. I don't know. She's of that tier. Yeah." Um, and she lives in Tampa, and she brings it back during Christmas time. And we've now officially labeled it as the <laughs> Snarf, or uh, the official beer of Snarf Talk because we have so much of it laying around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we should move on from that. Uh, thank yeah, you guys so for uh, on participating in that. A lighter note: um, reports are coming out that the live-action character of Ezra Bridger has been cast. They haven't said what Ezra Bridger was going to be a part of yet. They, he's not tied down to anything, but they did report that Ezra Bridges, Bridger's character was cast. Take a wild guess who you think could play that character. Did they announce it? They did. Oh. Um, I just said it was reported that they cast him. Cast it, but I didn't know if you Oh, yeah. They, no, they announced him. Um, who is going to play Ezra Bridger? Um, think of kind of like... So he's been in a Disney movie before. Okay. But it's really nobody you've ever heard of until that movie came out. Tom Holland? No. He'd be way too big for that. Um, a Disney movie, but nobody ever heard of him until it came out. Yep. At least I didn't. If I don't you give me the like name any. of the movie, will I know it immediately? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, you probably don't know his name, but you'll know. Disney, Star Wars, or Marvel? Disney. Disney movie. Live action Disney movie. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of any live action Disney movies. You want me just to tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It was the live action Aladdin and the guy who played Aladdin, Mina Mossad. Okay, I don't even remember who that is. So he's the guy who played Aladdin in the live action Aladdin and he's playing Ezra Bridger. Okay. And if you look at I'm him look it up. with an with an Ezra Bridger next to him, like long hair, even short hair, I see it. I think oh, it's a good yeah. cast. Yeah, he looks. Yep, I remember that guy. Yeah, I think it's. He was a good actor. He looks. He looks like he could be Ezra Bridger. Mena Musad. If you want to look him up, it's M E N A M A S S O U D. Mena Musad. So he played Aladdin. He's going to play Ezra Bridger. He's a huge character in Star Wars Rebels, um, and apparently, like I said, they haven't really said what he's, what show he's going to be in. You can assume it's going to be the Ahsoka. Show, yeah, probably. Uh, Iraq, Iraq, um, said, Why not talk about humanity 
why not talk about it? Humanity is being lost. Um, yeah, I mean, because we're not super political show, but it's concerning. We aren't, and I agree to a point. Like yeah. Certain humanities are being lost because of the agendas. The, the ability to live happily and comfortably with people that you don't necessarily agree with on everything. Isn't that America? The tribalism. Like, shouldn't that be? That should be. The tribalism is taking over, and it's it's on both sides. Um, that's a problem, but I just feel like there's one side where a lot more concerning things are happening. And it's concerning because it's they're doing it within an industry that everybody pays attention to, right? So I feel like it's more on purpose. It's more of a, like... To prove a point or to it's no, it's to it's to change the culture because they have the ability to do that. Yeah. So that in ten years and in twenty years, it's only one way. And it's all in front of your face. Yeah. And so, it's so out in the open because they know nobody will remember it in ten years or twenty years. Yeah. That and that's that's what works. You know, it's basically it, changing it the work. history books right in front of your face. But so think that's about like, it, though. So that works in an, in a day and age where you don't have as much media and as much power on the internet and, and as much like history capture. So like from the seventies and eighties, history was happening and governments were doing what they could do, and you did forget about things in two, five, ten years, whatever it was, because it wasn't in front of your face. Right now, you can see one small story about something, and it can spark your memory on another thing that happened, and you can dig up any information you want on the internet about it and bring it back to fruition. I guess. Bring it back to light. The problem is... I don't think things will fade away as quickly going forward. The problem is social media. You get served in front of your face what you want to see and only what you want to see to the majority of the public. Yes. But there are other people that actually do research and that's the group of people that can change. And I've said this before on the show and we're way off topic, but that is one thing that I think that there's a problem with the left wing that's happening right now is because all the people, social media serves up only what you want to see and what you're interested in. That's what happens. It's tied to your interest. So if people are already on that side, or they already have a certain persuasion about them. Mm-hmm. They're only seeing that, right, on social media. But then they turn to the media, and they're seeing the same thing only, right? Yeah. Whereas people on the right get to see the left side on the media, but then on social media, they get to see the opposing viewpoint. Yeah, you But I said feel that like before. people on the left never get to see the opposing viewpoint. And it's not necessarily their fault. No, it's just structured that way it's curated that way because of what they are interested in and that's what they see on their social media sites and they also see it on the news so i i can understand that all right so moving on going that's uh, why we don't talk about politics yeah right <laughs> it's not as fun yeah it's not and, as fun. and frankly i Listen, mean i want to be clear me and jerry are not political people no and, i talk about giraffes swinging their head at each other <laughs> you know like it's not that I don't care. Don't take that as me not caring about certain topics and whatnot. I just, I like to live a little bit hap- more happy and in my own world. Like, I'm worried about myself and my own family. That, you know, and like, that's what you should be worried about. Local, your local town, your community. Yeah. Your church, your family, your people that you're around. 
And that's what I do. You're, and that's the, what you do. The 200 people you know, or I think there's a, they call it, there's a number, right? They mm-hmm. have a name for it. Like the human being can really only maintain contact with so many people. Like you can know, come across 5,000 people in your life, but you can only really at one given time, and it might be 100 people, call it 100 yeah. people. Yeah. You can only really keep tabs on 100 people in your brain. I don't know. I feel like I could do 1,000. Sean says, what's your opinions on the spinoff Star Wars series with the success of the Mandalorian? Will it overshadow the others? Will the Mandalorian overshadow the others? No, I think there's enough room for all of them, frankly. I mean, I... I, Mandalorian's not going to overshadow Ahsoka. And it's not going to overshadow the Boba Fett show. Or, yeah, or and Obi-Wan's coming. That's not necessarily a spinoff, but... I think what you'll find is that Mandalorian will cease being the central storyline of Star Wars, which it has been for the last two years. Because it's the only thing we've, we've had. But yeah. once we get uh, once we get Ahsoka, that's going to be the central storyline for Star Wars going forward. And the nostalgic value we're going to get from the Obi-Wan show is going to be a different path. Right. And those two are going to overshadow... The Mandalorian. I think it's going to be opposite. I think those shows are going to overshadow The Mandalorian. Here's something real quick. So my next little bit of news is about The Mandalorian um, and about season three of The Mandalorian. And apparently it's rumored that the season three is going to reveal the origin of The Great Purge. So the last two seasons, they've been talking about The Great Purge and all of the things that happened on Mandalore and how they got separated. And they talk about the, you know, the uh, planet turning to glass or being turned to glass and during that, the Great Purge, the big war. Um, it's supposedly going to be a much darker series. Um, again, all of this is rumor. It's not 100%, but this is what is being reported, and it sounds pretty good. It's going to be darker than the first two seasons, and it's going to be a more linear timeline. So there's not going to be a lot of jumping around, going from place to place. Uh, the storyline is going to be linear through the whole season of season three and it's going to be a darker tone because of what they're tackling yeah one thing you got to keep in mind is i think baby yoda is probably not coming back right so here's that this is what they were getting at is that uh the first two seasons were all about uh mando getting baby yoda um to a jedi and getting him somewhere else he did that at the end of season two. He doesn't have him. He's not coming back, especially for season three. Maybe they have a flashback, but I doubt it. Um, and it's just the continuation of Mando and um, what happened to him in his life now. So I'm assuming they're going to take a step back, tell us about the purge, like the great purge and what set up at, or the downfall of Mandalore and why everybody's scattered. Yeah. Which I think is awesome, and that's the right way to go. Because what else do you do? You can't follow Mando around without Baby Yoda and have that Western type vibe with any substance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think I'm all in for all of it, but um, I'm a huge fan of Ming Na Wen, and that she's going to be on the Boba Fett show. Well, she's going to be on the Boba Fett show. So, and that's the only place you're going to see I'm her. A now. Huge fan of Ahsoka. It's my favorite character, uh, and huge fan of Rosario Dawson. And that storyline mm-hmm. is the one that I think most Star Wars fans are interested in resolving now. Um, so, I think that's the central storyline. So, Star they Wars. there was another take, and this is just, uh, I guess, another rumor. I'm full of rumors, but they were talking about how Mara Jade is going to enter 
into all of these timelines, like enter into these series because of the Boba Fett show. Because according to the books, like, um, you know, in the... Heir um, of the Empire in those books. Yeah, one of my, the Thrawn trilogy. She, it, it's based off of the exact same timeline of those books. Absolutely, yeah. So when Boba Fett comes into Jabba's uh, lair oh, or place, it is? she's there, technically. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I assume the Boba Fett show... No, the Boba Fett show is now. Like, after he leaves Mando, he goes... Yeah. That's not where marriage... Yes, it is. It's the same year that yeah, Mara right. Jade is doing that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and bring her like, in. I love that character. It's what is it? It's like four YB or BY or something like that in the the timeline. So that's when she's still doing like kind of bounty hunter stuff. And then she gets into like smuggling, you know, like yeah. uh she's, she's doing a that. female Han Solo type character. So yes, but it starts at like four and at nine is when she marries Luke. Um, and it's on the exact same timeline as all of those books are. So as of right now, when Boba Fett goes into uh, Jabba's lair, she's technically there at the same time, according to the books. Well, there's no and reason she, to not bring her in. You want female characters. Yeah. You have a strong female character yeah. that's not only permeated the books, but also the video game series. Um, she's a popular character. It absolutely makes, it makes sense. No, and, and it's not one that... People are so... Fr- Nobody's acted it before we're other gonna, than in video games. So. We're going to see her in that Boba Fett series. I guarantee you she's going to be introduced there and it's going to go on. Okay. Like, I th- I think once I heard these rumors and they were talking about it and the timelines and where she goes and how it all meets up with Mando and what Luke Skywalker was doing at the end of season two, it all seems to fit. Now, they have said that they're not doing... That's technically not canon. The Thrawn trilogy is still not technically canon, but they're creating it. They're yeah. making it canon. So I don't know why they wouldn't. That's a phenomenal character, and I think she'd be great. All right, let's move on. Um, a new. This is uh, the last Star Wars thing I got, but a new book is being released uh, in the Star Wars world, and it sounded pretty cool to me. It's called Secrets of the Sith, and it is... So it's... The overall narration of the book is by Palpatine. So he's the overall narrator, like, and it's literally giving up the secrets of what they've been doing. Like, it follows them through the creation of the Empire and what they did, you know, in between certain battles. And there's different entries in the book. So different chapters will be um, like Darth Maul talking about what he's doing. Um, Darth Vader talking about what he's doing, Kylo Ren talking about what he's doing, and then Palpatine giving out his ideas. And it's like a behind-the-scenes look of what the Sith were doing during a huge timeline of events. Nice. So from like the beginning of Star Wars to the end of Star Wars like movie run, it's supposedly supposed to encapsulate all of that. They haven't said who's writing the book. That's what I was going to ask. Cause I, I couldn't find who was writing the book. I wish I could have. I really wanted to know, but they haven't released that yet. Hmm. So um, I just thought it was kind of a neat take that a lot of people would enjoy. Yeah. Uh, the Secrets... Oh, no, oh, they already did Star Wars, The Secrets, Secrets of, of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. It's probably the same author then. Mark Sumerek. Maybe. Um, okay. It sounded kind of neat. That was the 2020 IBPA award winner. 
No kidding. An yeah. IBPA. Yeah, that's Oof. the uh, top notch. Man. Yeah, if I could get an IBIPA, <laughs> IBIPA, <laughs> I would. I'd be pulling for an IBIPA. Uh, so not Star Wars centric. Oh, and a huge portion of our audience just sighs with happiness that we're not talking about Star Wars anymore. Oh, okay. Do they? No, no I thought they, <laughs> I, I thought you got like a comment that no. said like, "Thank God we're not talking about Star Wars." Um, well, we're moving on to Spider Man, Spider Man Three. Have you seen what was happening over the last few days? I saw the it got a name. It did, but they were tricking everyone. They were trolling people. So for one whole day, which was on Tuesday of this last week, um, what would what was that date? The twenty doesn't matter. Second or twenty third. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland came out on Twitter and posted like, "Hey, like glad you guys are all following along with Spider Man three. We got a new name, or like the name has been released, and they let me do it, and it's called Spider Man, and they had a whole like graphic and everything. Spider Man Phone Home. He posted that, and everybody like blew up right away on Twitter. Like, Spider Man Phone Home. Like, is it a Steven Spielberg callback? Like, what's going on? And then. That's ten, a good name. Ten minutes later, uh, Zendaya comes out, the Mary Jane of the series, you know, and she posts on Twitter, hey, guys, we're excited to announce the new name of Spider-Man 3, and it's going to be called Spider-Man Home Slice. And immediately everybody's like, what the heck? We don't like What's that. What's going on? Why is it called? Like, they're conflicting. And then ten minutes later, uh, Jacob Batalon, I think that's how you say his name, Batalon, um, the buddy of Ned. Yeah. Of Spider-Man posted and said the exact same things basically of them. Like we're excited to announce this. And the new name of Spider-Man three is Spider-Man Homewrecker. And everybody's like, what the F is going on? So huge talk uh, across the, the internet of what they were doing. Obviously everybody knew that they were kind of trolling us and just joking around. Nobody knew when anything was going to come out of a real name, though. The very next day, they put out a 30-second teaser, um, and it's a video of Tom Holland coming out of a like a boardroom, basically. And he comes out and slams the door, and Zendaya and that Jacob guy are standing there. And he says, oh, they gave me another fake name again, I think. And they're like, yeah, well, we kind of figured... He's like, what do you mean? Why would you figure that they'd give me a fake name? They're like, well, you spoil everything. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't. Give me, he's like, give me one example of where I've spoiled anything. They're like, well, the name of the last movie <laughs> you spoiled. He's like, oh, okay. Well, so you're going to hold that against me. And they have this conversation walking down a hallway and then they turn a corner and on a dry erase board in the corner is the name, which is now Spider-Man No Way From No Way Home. No Way Home. So Spider-Man 3 is officially titled No Way Home. Yeah. And on this dry like erase board. I like that dry erase board. It was cool. Yeah. If you zoom in onto the, the dry erase board, it has so many different little callbacks and maybe hints to the future and different things, but there's a lot of different names. All the names that they put out on Twitter are on the dry erase board and like crossed out and reasons as to why you can't use it. And they put uh, with the, uh, the Spider-Man phone home, they're like, they're, they cross it out and they're like, we'll get sued <laughs> underneath <laughs> of it. But there's a lot of little fun things, but I think that's awesome. I am so excited for this movie. Yeah, I and it comes out this year. I posted in on our Jan social media. In December, I think. December 17th, they have it. Yeah. It's the very last. I posted on social media about um, the four or five movies that the MCU are going to release in 2021. 
and it's the very last one. I was excited to see that's being released, but I was disappointed to think like I have to wait almost a year now. Yeah, but in the meantime, you're going to get Black Widow and Shang-Chi, which I'm excited for both of those. And Eternals. And Eternals, which I don't know anything about. So I, I don't really either, but I'm kind of excited about it with the people that are in it. Yeah. Your boy's in it. Kumail. Yeah, Nanjiani. Kumail and Nanjiani. He's ripped. Love that man. dude. He's hilarious. I think it's awesome. I, I think that'll to be his really podcast. Cool. Uh, Jay said, Star Wars is superior to Spider-Man. Pivot back to Star Wars. Can't do it. We've already... No, we've... We've, we've cut that anchor loose. Yeah, we've uh, crested that hill, Jay. Yeah. You know, Star Wars is in the back burner. There's too much to talk about with Star Wars because it's just a hot topic issue right now. It is. Um, but not in a good way. I hope they rehire Gina Crown. That's going to be amazing if they do that. Man, I don't see that coming. <laughs> but isn't Kathleen Kennedy losing her job? Well, I thought she was, but she keeps hanging in there, and she's still there. And uh, those rumors I was talking about earlier, they said that people were actively trying to get her fired or to get her removed, but Disney is not doing it. Yeah, I just wonder if like, John Favreau, why. if he's got a problem with her, because I doubt it. Well, there's been talk that he does, but I think it's just like clickbait stuff that i had seen all right now we're moving on yeah um last little tidbit this is the last little piece of news that i have um it's kind of fun it's a little bit different so you know a guy named kelsey Grammer, right uh and i don't know what to do with my with those toss toss salad, salad and, and scrambled eggs we're calling again dun, ding, dun, dun, dun. i love uh he's also beast he, he was Beast. Yeah, he was Beast. I forgot that he was Beast. A weird turn of events. That's crazy. Well, it turns out Kelsey Grammer confirmed that he's going to reprise the role as Dr. Fraser Crane. What? In a new Fraser reboot series coming to Paramount Plus, which is the rebranding of CBS All Access. Yes, right. CBS All Access is being rebranded to Paramount Plus as of March 4th. I so love coming up in a couple days. Loved Fraser. Big I fan. absolutely loved Frasier. So they're rebooting all these old shows, right? They did uh, the most recent one. I think they did Murphy Brown. They and, did, yeah, yeah. And I don't it, it failed that. miserably. I was a huge fan of the first Murphy Brown, and we used to watch it at home. They did the reboot, and it was so political. That's rough. It was so ridiculously political, and it just failed immediately. Really? Yeah. But they did Roseanne. Obviously, we know how that turned out. Yeah. But the Connors. Go. Is actually a really popular show, so I think. Um, so they're redoing all these shows. It's just a matter of time till they do Home Improvement with Tim Allen. Guaranteed, it's coming. Well, they are doing a Tool Time series with Tim Allen. But and isn't it a documentary? No. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a reality show. It is like a reality show where they're having people build things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tim but Allen and a, the guy who played uh, Al Borland are the hosts. Richard Kind? Yes. Man, I'm good. Man, you're good. You're so good. You have all those knowledges in your brain. Um, but th- you can tell that they filmed it during it's definitely the- not Richard Kind. Richard Kind is that guy who's in everything. Um, oh, that narrows it down. You'd have to look him up. He's got a big mouth. <laughs> he's, okay. he's got... A- what was he in? Oh, man. He's in, he's in everything. He was uh, uh, the, the little elephant dude from Inside Out. Bing Bong or whatever. 
Oh, I do know who you're talking about. Yes. He's got like a terrible comb over. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. Richard, I didn't know that was his Richard name. Richard Karn? What's that guy's name? Karn. It's Richard Karn. Karn, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. So, yeah, they are doing that, but you can tell they filmed it during COVID because they're all on like a Zoom call, basically, oh. when they're like talking about uh, what they need to do. And then, so the Zoom call, but then they have individual filming crews for these people, but it's just, they have to build things. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to do an actual home improvement show, but that's not what we're talking about. Frasier is coming back. Yes. And I honestly don't hate this idea. No. I think it's phenomenal. But the old guy's got to be dead, right? The dad? I think he did pass away. And the dog is definitely gone. They can get a replacement dog. You can't get a replacement dad <laughs> no. in the show. Is, it's is not. Niles still alive? He is. Um I don't know whether he's coming back or not. I just saw the Kelsey Grammer report, but what I thought was kind of neat. So this show aired for 11 seasons from 93 to 2004, which I didn't realize. I didn't realize it, it went that long. It went till 2004. I definitely wasn't watching it in 2004. I'll Neither was that. I. That was my junior year of high school. You were what, like uh, yeah, like I in a, an undergrad something? Or yeah, like, I was like a junior in college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it go, went that long, but... Kelsey Grammer won 37 Emmy Awards during the time of this show. Was some from Cheers, though? No, for Frasier. How? This is the report. During the seasons, he won 37 awards. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, no, I mean, it was a great show. The way the report read said that Kelsey Grammer won 37 Emmys. Now, he's probably won Emmys for other things. The way I think about it is that they meant Frasier... The show won 37 Emmys, Probably. but it said, it said Kelsey Grammer won 37 Emmys on the show. Hmm. Well, anyway, I'm excited. Um, I will watch it. I have Paramount Plus or CBS All Access. I was just thinking about canceling it. Paramount Plus right now has a 50% off deal if you, if you buy an annual subscription. Sean Johnson did say Richard Karn. He said there like one minute ago. Why do you keep clicking the audio off? I don't, I'm not doing it. It's doing it automatically. Okay. And then uh, there is no word as to whether his supporting cast members will join him in the new series, meaning the future of Fraser's brother, Niles, played by David Hyde Pierce and Jane uh, Levy's leaves Daphne remains unclear. Hmm. Well, I'm going to watch it. Yep. They, they were talking about rebooting the show in 2018. And then nobody said anything. It kind of like went away and now they brought it back and he said, I'm absolutely doing this. So, I'm excited. He's a phenomenal actor. Uh, they're also doing uh, the next, next Quiet Place movie and the next Mission Impossible movie will come on Paramount+. Plus. Really? Yep. Well, I have to get Paramount then because I love Mission Impossible. We'll just split it like everything else. That's a good idea. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. All right. So what else? No, that was, that was it. That was my last little tidbit of news. That's all I got for news-wise. Uh, Nolan said, Fraser was an Emmy darling. Importantly, though, is Roz coming is back? Is Roz coming back? Ooh, Ooh la la. la. <laughs> <laughs> no report yet whether Roz or any of the other cast is coming back. I don't know how they do the show without him, frankly, because it was an ensemble cast. Yeah. But I guess they could. I mean, Kelsey Grammer is Frazier. Oh, man. There's an argument in the podcast, in the comments. James Anderson said, need a Seinfeld reboot, which I would agree with. But Ian comes They're never going to do a Seinfeld reboot. No, they won't. But then Ian comes back, and he says, they did. It's called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Kind of true. And they, there we go. Don't stop never stopping. 
Never stop, never stopping. <laughs> um, That's how you say that. Dirk said he totally still watched it in 2004. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was probably living with Dirk in 2004, so there you go. Were you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were in high school. In the old farmhouse. No, I was in high school because I'm younger than you. Um, Sean said, if you need an obscure reference hotline, I'm your guy. Hey. Perfect. We do. We yeah, we need really do need an obscure reference hotline. We've been asking for people to be fact checkers, which Nolan is doing a phenomenal job. He by really the way. is killing it in the fact he checking does department. A great job, but we do need the obscure, obscure guys in the corner doing the obscure things. <laughs> yes. And Sean, you can fill that obscure role. <laughs> all right. What What are we doing now? We got some what we're watching. Um. Yeah. That's all I got. Um. Go ahead. Go start start it off. Well, I started I said last week I started and I got harassed terribly for talking about watching billions. You acted like I should have never brought it up because dude had told us about watching billions before. Once again, you're getting the story no, wrong. No, no, no. You immediately accosted me with words. You came out and you're like, I've discovered this new show, Billions, which dude has literally that. been telling you about <laughs> I never for like said a year. That. I said, I started watching this new show, Billions. New to me. Doesn't mean I hadn't heard about it before. <laughs> yeah, you just really pummeled me, tore me down. Um, yeah, but I'm the old giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old bull. Yeah, killing the new calf. Uh, I like it. I like billions. I love Paul Giamatti. That is such an angry man. I love Paul Giamatti. What's your favorite Paul Giamatti movie? Movie. Yeah, let's look, up, let's look, look up, up a list. I'll give you the notable ones, all right? Um, I mean, I know he was in a lot of things, but he's been in such... Okay, so Sideways. Okay. Uh, Cinderella Man. That's the, a pretty good one. The Illusionist. That's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Saving Private Ryan. He was in that. No, he wasn't. He was in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Remember, he was going to be Rhino for a bit. At the very end, he shows up as Rhino. Yes. And you're like, yeah. is that Paul Giamatti? Yeah. He was <laughs> they, in they like couldn't a, find somebody else? He was like in a prison uniform, wasn't he? Uh, there's just literally too many movies to even list. He's in everything. Um, and he's always yelling. One of my favorites, although I'm a fan of Sideways. I do like that movie. You know, I'd, I've seen it before, but I don't remember how much I liked it. One of my favorites is actually a movie that he stars in that's based on a comic book. I can't remember the name of it. It's called American Splendor. American Splendor. That was a 90s movie, wasn't yeah. it? Or early 2000s? I love that, I know movie. that movie. I'm going to find out when it came out. He's very good in Cinderella. 2003. Man. He played Harvey P. Carr. It was based on a comic book of the same name. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good movie. But in Cinderella, man, he was like, uh, what's his name's brother, wasn't he? Don't remember. And like, side, like, like corner guy? He was very good in that. I'm picking that as my favorite Paul Giamatti movie, but this TV show, Billions, is probably the best thing he's done. Really? Oh my gosh, this character is amazing. He's uh, the he's like the um, what is it? Not district attorney, but he is for like the United States. The attorney general? Is that what it is? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I think it is the attorney general, but he's like trying to catch this guy um, from you know like investing like bad investing, like getting insider trading and all this kind of stuff. 
It's the same. The main character besides Paul Giamatti that's doing the investing is the same guy that plays in Homeland. Did you ever watch Homeland? Uh, a very little amount. The first three seasons, first two or three seasons of Homeland, um, the main character guy is is this guy. I don't know his name. He's British. He always has an American accent in everything he does. He never has a British accent, but uh, he is British because the first time I heard him in an interview, I was like, well, he's fake. They're all British. It's so aggravating to me <laughs> when I find out that they're British. They're all British. All the But in, in an interview, don't speak in a British accent. Are you speak talking about an American accent. Manny Patankin? No. No, he's not British. No. Redheaded guy. Oh, I know who you're talking Looks about. Looks very evil. He was in uh, Grey's Anatomy. No, he wasn't. No? Nope. Not the same Shoot. guy. They're very similar. There is a redheaded guy. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Not the same guy, though. Just look up Homeland and look at the redhead. I am. Guy. I'm looking at Rupert Friend. Maybe. Played Peter Quinn. Maury Sterling. I'll look it up for you because you're just being ridiculous and you're doing this on purpose to make <laughs> me fail. <laughs> um,. It, but Billions is very interesting. It's very, like, on edge all the time. You think people are, like, going to catch you. Like, they're going to catch him, but then they don't catch him. Damian Lewis? That's the guy. That's the dude. Damian Lewis. He's very good. He's... That's like, the dude that was on Grey's Anatomy, wasn't he? No. Okay. I don't know. It's not. Okay. I mean, maybe he had a singular role on it or something, but no, it's not the same person. All right, fine. Fine, um, fine, fine. So what do you got? What's the next one you got? Uh, Mandy said, uh, Carrot Top. Dirk said, uh, oh, we got a lot of stuff. Um, Sean Johnson said Dark on Netflix. I've, I've tried watching Dark. I haven't. I have not. I haven't put a lot of time into it. I want to watch it. It looks cool. Uh, what no one, it, explain to me what this is. I don't really know. I haven't got like into it at all. I started the first episode. I think it's kind of like a half-assed like horror sci-fi thing, but I haven't really watched a lot of it. Oh, Nolan says uh, Giamatti was a soldier in the French town with a little girl. Okay. Uh, Dirk okay. says Paul Giamatti is my spirit animal. He's a sky puncher for sure. Wait, Dirk. I thought I was your Jerry's spirit animal. Jerry's your spirit. You can't have more than one spirit and, animal. And you, you doubled down on this spirit animal thing because... Um, Why are you replaying? I'm not. I'm done. Okay. He doubled down on the spirit animal thing because during the... I put out the Gatorade post earlier on uh, Facebook, and he commented on there that, again, spirit animal, like me, Jerry Snyder equals spirit animal. So it's me and you. You can't turn back now. <laughs> Like, we're against the world. I guarantee you me and Dirk watched Sideways together. That came out right when probably we were living together. Sean said it's slow getting into it. I'm assuming he's talking about Dark. Dark, yeah. Uh, it's slow getting into it. Takes a good few episodes to hook you. I I can't remember the premise of the show, but it looked really, really cool. Um It's a German language original series. I hope it's not dubbed. Oh, nine Nine. Nine. Oh, visa stozen. Eins, zwei, drei. <laughs> Please look ended here. Bitte umsteigen. My gosh, you're so good at German. I'd lived there for two months, three months. <laughs> right. You didn't live there. You just visited. It's eh, not living. Is it visiting if you're there and you have an apartment? No, you were like just staying with somebody. You could no, get I a wasn't. hotel for that amount of time. I had an apartment. Me and Vic Rex Road. I thought you were staying with a family. No. Didn't somebody stay with a family? Yeah. Nick. 
Stayed he did. in the family. Yes, he did. And he got involved. All right. Do you have some? Uh, I'll, I'll do one. Oh, yeah. You do one. Um, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We've never gotten a lot of time to talk about it. Um, I watched a movie called Always Be My Maybe. You did. And I want to see that. Um, I liked it a lot. I would recommend it. Um, I like romantic. I like a good romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Big fan. Huge fan of Randall Park. He's in uh, WandaVision. That guy, yeah. He plays what's what's the guy's name? He plays in WandaVision. I I always say it wrong. And Jimmy, I don't want to be Woo. Yeah, Woo. Okay. Um, but I like the show Fresh Off the Boat. He was on that show on ABC for a couple seasons. He was the dad on that. He's right? the dad. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, this show came out. Uh, the other main character, huge star, is Ali Wong. She's a uh, stand-up comedian. She's had some huge hit comedy specials. Um, I'm not a huge fan of her comedy specials, to be honest. I've had a lot of people tell me they absolutely loved them. They're like, you got to watch these. Not a huge fan. I think one of them's called Tiger Mom or something like that. She does one when she's pregnant, like in the special. I, I haven't seen any of them. Um, anyway, it's a, it's a movie. <laughs> That's not obnoxious or anything. Uh, Ali Wong's character is a celebrity chef, a very, very famous, world-famous celebrity chef. And um, Randall Park's character, they had grown up together, literally like best friends from when they were children. Okay. Drifted apart um, after an awkward hookup in their teenage years. And she went on to bigger and better things. And he stayed home and worked at an HVAC company with his dad and smoked pot and played in a band. Oh, And they find each other again. And it's just a, it's a really, really... I thought it I thought it was a really entertaining. I'm not saying like it was the best movie in the world, but I was very entertained. I thought it was very, had a plenty of funny moments. There's an amazing cameo from a huge celebrity in it. I don't really? want to spoil it. Yeah, don't. Uh, Cuz I I want to see it. There's a huge 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 celebrity that has a cameo, a long cameo in the movie as himself because this takes place in like Hollywood. Steven Seagal. No. <laughs> Way bigger. Chuck Norris. Nope. Um, and it's absolutely hilarious. Brad Pitt. On that level, but no. Mm. Tom Cruise. No. Paul Giamatti. Yes. It's Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I knew it. And he's probably so angry. No, that and that's one of the best parts of the movie. I, if I can say anything, I think the end fizzles out more than it ends with a bang. Mm. Um, so that was one downside to it. But I thought it was a really, really good entertaining movie for looking something for something to sit down and watch, you know, like I always struggle so, to find things that me and Marley can watch together that we both enjoy. Yeah. And I felt like we both really enjoyed this movie. So at the end, is is it still a maybe? You'll have to watch it. Is it always going to be? They do play the song. Always maybe? be my baby. Even though it's me. It's a play on words, Jerry. It's a pun. Right. But I feel like saying always be my maybe it's really setting yourself up for failure. That's the whole, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, is it? He was always her maybe. Mm. Or he or she was always his maybe. We don't know. Anyway, there's. Well, you do know. I do know. Um, that's sad. Oh, Nolan spoiled it. That's all right. Nolan. Delete that. That's fine. Shoot. Delete that. <laughs> no, don't delete it. It's fine. It is Keanu. Um, and oh, it's great. No. It's a great cameo. Thanks, Nolan. Thanks for being such I a good a bunch of stuff. fact checker. 
Uh, Sean said, it's about time travel. You guys would like it. It's dubbed. Oh, I hate dubbed. I'd rather read the subtitles. I really don't like dubbed either. I would much rather read subtitles. I do like time travel. Um, Dirk says, Jerry, while airing grievances, and Giamatti is the same guy. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I agree as well, especially talking about butter and big margarine. I'm not drinking fucking Merlot! (laughs) (laughs) Big margarine is out to kill you. telling you. Um, So... Yeah, that's a good. It's a good. It's a good flick. There's a great. Okay, so in the movie, he's got a band. That's like they are like a little small local the band. band. She wants them to like. They're really good, and they are really good. He like raps. They're they're like a funk rap band, and they actually play songs. Oh, really? And he does it. Yeah, and it's great. And oh, I man. actually want to like. I want them to be a real band. But they're not. What's the band called? Do you um, remember? Shit. They say it, but I can't remember. He was in a band doing the same kind of movie previously, or same kind of songs, I should say, previously. Okay. Um, I haven't really looked that up, but they do several songs. Um, one of them is called, I don't know, I'm not going to tell you. No, that's fine. It's great. It's a good movie. I. It's not great, but it's an entertaining enough movie that I enjoy. Yeah. It. And you it know what? It filled your time. I like, uh, I've been. Getting back into the movie game. We've been so focused on like series for so and shows. long. I know. There's something to be said for a story that starts and ends. And the problem is a lot of times it's not done in a satisfying way. But you know, when you can get something that starts and ends and it's satisfying, there's something to that. Well, listen, the real whole reason why we've been in this like series run for the last year is because of a thing called COVID, Chris. <laughs> And now, a, even before that, a since we started this podcast, we haven't spent a lot of time on movies other than like superhero movies. But that's what we go and see. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Star Wars, superhero. Like, that's what we go and watch. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I did. Oh, speaking of that, I got another one for my list. Oh, my gosh. You've got way more than me. Yeah, I'm going to talk about one um, that you've already brought up and you've watched the whole series on. I have not yet, uh, but it's called The Flight Attendant. Oh, did you so watch with it? Kaylee Cuoco. I've seen the first three episodes. Um, it is interesting. The first episode, I will say, while it started off very well, was extremely repetitive. Um, in a way, like she, you know, was just nervous and tormented by what had happened in her life at that point. And she was like running from things, kind of. And I don't know. It just seemed like the same scene over and over again to me for the first episode. So the first episode, I wasn't necessarily bought in. Right. But once I watched the second and got into the third, like you had talked about, Kaylee Cuoco is a very, very good actress. Yeah. And things change. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I I can't really spoil anything at this point. I've only three episodes in. I think there's eight or ten. It's not that long. It's not very long. I think there's only eight, um, but I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm I've, I've got kind of a buy-in to it. It's not necessarily something that I would watch on my own. If you had not said anything about it and not said that you enjoyed it as much as you did, I probably would never watch it. Yeah. Even if I went through these three episodes and you'd not said anything, I'd probably quit. But I want to see what's coming next. I want to see what happens to her character and what's going on. 
Um, it is very intriguing. And she blows me away because the only thing you get from her prior to this is Big Bang or that one other show with... Uh, Eight Simple Rules. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Like, that's all I know her from. Yeah. So this is a, a huge step up from that. Not that she wasn't good in Big Bang. She was. It's just this is very real, different like real characters. Acting. She's very real good. Acting. She's very good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I liked it. She should be a huge star. I don't know why she's not. She should be in movies. Yeah, she should. She needs to have a movie where she's like a I sh- starring I shouldn't say female. she's not a huge star. Big Bang Theory was one of the biggest shows of all time. Oh, yeah. She's a so she's she's a, probably made $100 million from that show. Yeah, she's made a ton of movie, but I think she needs movie roles. Like, yeah. she would be very good in a lot of different roles. She, she could be funny. Me. She could be serious. She could be any, any of these things. Like Her... A, she strikes me as very similar to Karen Gillum. You like, think so? They are, they can, did you ever watch Selfie? The show Selfie? I didn't. That it, didn't affect me at all. I don't know. I just feel like they have a very similar, they could be doing a lot. I mean, obviously Karen Gillum has done some cool stuff because, I mean, with Nebula, that's so outside yeah. of the box for what she would be doing. But yeah, no, I, I feel like she's the same type of actress. You know, she's a huge celebrity crush of mine. Who? Karen Gillan. Yeah, you and everybody else in the world. Oh, gosh. <laughs> feel like you shouldn't have brought her up because yeah. now I'm thinking about her. Okay. What could be, you know? Yeah. I'm happily married, by the way. I have no, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you, do you got more on that? No, that's all. Oh. I, I, it's very good. I'm only three episodes in, so I, I don't have much to say besides I'm going to continue to watch it and Kaylee Cuoco is good. Um, I'll jump into the next one. I went to the movie theater. You did? Yes, finally. Oh, my gosh. Had what an experience. Ish. A weird experience. They gave me the wrong ticket and the wrong theater na- number. So we went into the wrong theater with the entire family, sat through mm. all of the previews, and the movie started. Wrong movie. Can you tell me what theater this was? Morris. Mm, that's your first mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we left there and then went in the right theater when the movie had already started. So that was annoying. So that was like 20 minutes worth of... Oh, yeah, at least. But you were probably late. You're kind of a late family. No, I'm never late. Tell the truth. We were 15 minutes early. Earlier than the previews? No, yeah, earlier than that movie was scheduled, yes. Yeah, because there's like... I'm always early to everything, Jerry. That's good. I feel like you're late. I'm not. Most of the time. I'm never late. I don't know. Crudes 2. Oh, Good. I watched Crude's too. That's what I went to the movie. New and Age. Saw. Uh, it was good. It was great. It um, is good. I mean, I, I feel like there was one one the one criticism I would have is it almost doesn't feel like a movie. Like it feels like an extended episode of something. You're right. Like it doesn't have a real it's strong a description of movie it. feel to it. But it's very entertaining. It's very funny. Um, the cast is great. And the colors. It's so vivid. vivid. Yeah. I will say that one thing really jumped out at me and in a positive way about this, okay? Because we've been going back and forth on this topic um, of like female representation in film now for three or four years as it's become like the Yes, it's the topic. mainstay. And we've seen things like we've... Um, and, and I think all that's fine. But we've had issues in the past with some things like in Captain Marvel, right? Where... 
they have to have a big fight scene and play like I'm just a girl by no doubt. And yeah. it and it cheapens it, right? Yeah. And even certain parts of Wonder Woman that they do things that cheapen it. Oh yeah. And Especially then, in 1984. And then in yes, and then in Endgame when they have all the women Avengers land and they're like, girl power is gonna take him down. You know, things like that that don't feel natural. And, yeah. and we've said it over and over again. And I, I point, understand the sentiment of that. Yeah. And the reason for it. It's just the way they portray it is really in well, your face. And I've I've made examples several times. Whenever I see an example of something that I think does it the right way, I like to point it out. Like for example, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Um, where it's a strong female lead and you never even think about it because the writing is good and it has nothing to do with that. This was a good example, right? Okay. Absolutely. So they have that moment, the moment they have in Avengers, where the women land. Yeah. And they pan on them for a little while and you feel like oh man that just it's cringy right yeah but they do that in the crudes on purpose and it doesn't feel the same way you're like yes right it works there yeah and and part of it's because it's being played as a joke but part of it is like it actually does work yeah and it is empowering to like my daughter who's sitting in the audience and it just struck me as I'm like, why can't these other companies, why can't Marvel figure it out when Crudes 2 can figure it out? Exactly. And in Crudes 2, they have like a role reversal of men and women. Like yeah. the men go out to do a certain thing and then the women come in afterwards and kind of fix the situation, right? And it works so much better because the story was leading up to that point to begin with. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't on the nose. Well, it was, like you said, to a point, but it wasn't on the nose to the point of like, uh-huh. it wasn't pandering. It didn't feel like pandering. Yeah. It felt like, yeah, you're like, yeah, of course this is the way it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, it, it struck me that they, they figured out how to do it right without feeling pandering. And they made a story that the story justified everything that they were doing. Mm-hmm. That was the most important aspect. To it. This is a stupid kids animated movie, guys. But it's fun. And it is fun, but I'm just saying, like, why can they figure it out? And yet, you have such cringy moments in Captain Marvel and other movies like this. So It feels I'll, forced in those type of movies. Yeah, and so I, I, I enjoyed it. And again, like I said, it was a good time at the movie to bring your family to. It was fine. It was yep. great. I had popcorn. I know. That's what I was explaining to you when I went and saw it in Ottawa is that it was the experience of going to the movies. And I like I like the crudes. I liked the original crudes. Yeah. I this watched one, the series on Netflix with the kids. Yep. We've watched it as well. And I was kind of excited about the new movie coming out. And it was fun. It's super enjoyable. I ate a ton of popcorn and had my cherry. I think I had a cherry Pepsi. I smuggled in a uh, diet cherry Pepsi. But I did get, we got two large buckets of popcorn. Because oh, they're still honoring the 2020 buckets. They are? Yeah. I don't have any. Did, what, did they give out 2020 buckets? You got to buy them. The yeah, you would have had that. that. You would have got it in what, February? Of I got last it year? in January. Yeah. I got a bucket and I'm like, all right, I got a bucket for the year. And then everything shut down. Jimmy said, uh, Does Skeletor work at the Morris, does still work at the Morris Theater? Absolutely. Uh, she does? She wasn't there when I was there. I'm pretty sure she does. I don't think so. I thought she basically owned the joint. No, I don't know. Doesn't she sleep under the cash register? She's a nice lady. 
I know she is, but she doesn't leave from that seat, I thought. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I've been there in the last couple of years, they sell the tickets up at the concessions now. Oh, no, I've bought it from her at the... Okay. Um, all right, next thing, um, I'll do one that's real quick. Okay. Since I got way more than you. Yep. Um, Marley wanted to watch a show that she picked, mm. so I allowed her to pick, even though... Come on. Oh, you allowed her as if you're the, you know, the guy that controls everything in your household, including TV shows. I'm sorry. I was reading this comment from Manny. <laughs> Our friends rented out the theater and invite us and we watched it there and each person got popcorn and a drink and it was $100. So awesome. Yes. So they're doing that in Morris too and all the other theaters around where you can rent the whole theater. It's really, it's pretty reason. It's like a hundred bucks to rent the theater. They're also renting out the theaters if you want to play video games with your friends. So you can play Mario Kart or something no like way. that at the movie theater. Yes, absolutely, you can do it. And well, Morris. That's pretty cool. And we should do that with the kids. Yeah. Play Fortnite on the big screen. I would do that. Yeah. Um, that one's going to be tough, though, because it's not really a multiplayer game. I don't even like Fortnite, but I'd play it. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, you were talking about... Uh, you know, you're... Yes. Okay, fine. You're she wanted to watch a movie, so a show, and pick it, and I'm like, great. So she picked this show um, that everybody's been talking about called Firefly Lane. I didn't know anybody was even talking about it's, it. It was like the number one or two on yeah, Netflix. About. So we, we made it halfway through the first episode when Marley's like, we're done. <laughs> oh, really? It is terrible. It is the most cliche. First oh, no. of all, it's got um, Sarah Chalk in it. You know, she was in Scrubs. Yes. She played Elliot. And then it's got the girl that was in Grey's Anatomy um, in like the first couple seasons, Izzy. Oh, yeah. So. Yes, I know that. I think she was in another, a couple movies too after that. So it's freaking awful. It's so cliche. It is the most cliche thing I've ever seen. It's like the one, they're best friends. One of them's like a high, how high powered yep. female executive. One of them's like a stay at home mom who gets a divorce and then they have to like be friends again. They ha no, they're, they're friends the whole time, but like the high powered one is obviously had things in her past and she's got to like, she's has issues with like relationships and the other one is like mm. has issues with her career. And so they have to. It's so bad and so cliche. It is garbage. Don't even turn it on. I didn't plan on it. It's <laughs> awful. I read the and Dirk said it is currently playing on my TV. I hope not Firefly Lane. Oh man, is it bad? So anyway, I'm just gonna put that in there. You can go with your next one. Uh, my next one is a big one. Do you want to talk about the only other uh, big one? By the way, Mandy said, and they put your name on the marquee. You guys should come here, and we should do that. Uh, I asked you to take my kids for this weekend, and you said no. <laughs> You're so, like, no, we're super busy. That was but your you opportunity. Come, down here. <laughs> come on, Mandy. She also said she watched the whole thing, Firefly Lane. Listen, if it if Marley tells me to turn it off because it's so bad, and it's it's a soap opera, but I'm I'm in. I can take a soap opera. Like can, I watch a soap you? opera. This is not a good one. It's bad. It's so I mean, cliche. I'm in for a good general hospital or days of our lives or it, life it, to might, live. it might have benefited from being a week to week show, like on a network. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. Because I don't know how anybody can binge it. 
It's it's there's so much repetitiveness. But you only saw half of one episode. Doesn't matter, Jerry. I saw enough. Yeah. I know. I no, knew I agree. Was I just I read the description of it and thought that's enough. Dirk that's said it's, it's awful from what I can tell. Glad I'm listening to y'all. <laughs> yeah, you should be glad. All right, what do you got? Uh, like I said, it's the biggest one that I watch every single week. Survivor. Besides, <laughs> no, I'm done with Survivor. Uh, besides Survivor, it's called WandaVision. Oh, WandaVision. Yeah. It's WandaVision. So, yeah. Are we going to get into spoilers with that, or how do you want to do? Um, if anybody hasn't watched this, I feel like I am going to spoil things yeah, because of this last episode. Yeah, there's going to be some spoilers here. Um, that's fine. Listen, you should be watching it. Yes. It's really good. This, yeah, you absolutely should. Again, we've talked about the first two episodes being kind of whatever. The and first three episodes are not great. And you got to just it's, power It's through. not that they're not great. They're fine for what they are. It's just that you get no story, you get no substance to it besides it being what it is, the sitcom show that nobody was expecting, right? Even though they told us what it was going to be, I just really wasn't prepared for what they gave us. <laughs> the commitment they were going to yeah, put forward. Honestly, I was not prepared for that. And then it just gradually, every single episode gets better and better and better because they are relieving, like giving you more story. They're giving you more um, of what's going on on outside of this hex that they call it, or the dome West, what is it? Westfield. Yeah. Um, and now we're starting to understand more and more about it. I knew there was somebody else in control of this, Yeah. but you didn't really know who I've seen a lot of speculation on what was going and on. And there was a lot of speculation that, and spoilers, Agatha Harkness, uh, Harkness was that was going to be that character. And I was kind of expecting that. So in the comic book run, Agatha Harkness is a witch that did control. Um, was it Vision or Wanda? I never read the comic and I don't know much about it. So. so I didn't read it either, but I was watching like stuff about it. I'm pretty sure it was Wanda, but Vision had a storyline where he, uh, in the comic books, where he had a family and he set up a whole world that they lived in. And then Wanda had a storyline similar to that as well, but she was controlled by Agatha Harkness in their storyline. It's not the same. They kind of combined the two for this TV show. Um, and there and also, was a lot Agatha of speculation. Harkness is not a villain in the comic, right? Well, she's kind of like an anti-hero. Yeah. Okay. So she's not necessarily a villain, but she's not necessarily good either. She's more of an anti-hero. And there was a lot of speculation that that's what they were going to do. But I feel like she's a villain. I feel like that too. <laughs> I feel like she's set up as the villain. And I love the way they did it. I love... What's the actress's name? Gosh. She's been in so she's many in things. She's in so many things, but I can't remember her name. She was in Wedding Crashers. And that's... Wasn't it? Was it Wedding Crashers? No, it wasn't Wedding Crashers. It's uh, Step Brothers. She's in Step Brothers, where she's in love with Dale. Yes, that role solidified her as one of the best actresses of my lifetime because she's so hilarious. And then she comes in here as uh, Agnes. Isn't yes, that Agnes, her name? Yes. Sorry, I'm looking up her name. And she's like the uh, neighbor, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. She comes in as the neighbor in WandaVision. She's been involved with everything that Wanda and Vision are doing. And she's been around at certain times when you would never think she should be around 
because born in Westchester, Illinois. Really? Just so you know. Westchesterton Fieldville, Iowa? Where is Westchester, Illinois? I don't know. But during the show, like when you believe that Wanda is controlling all of this stuff, Agatha's involved, uh, or uh, Agnes is involved with it when she shouldn't be there. And that's a clear, should be a clear like point that something else is going on and she's doing something that you wouldn't assume she would be involved with. Um, and they've let it up, let it up. And then they played in the most recent episode. Was it number seven? They played that song where yeah. it was like, it's Agatha all it's along. It's been me all, or yeah. Agatha all along. Yeah. That's a, a song on Spotify right now. It's like the number one song on Spotify. People <laughs> yeah. are downloading and they released it as that. Um, this last episode was absolutely amazing. They finally give you something to hold on to that was amazing. Yeah. What's your take? Absolutely love it. Uh, just really pissed off that there's only two episodes left. I know. And there's so much more to go. It's just, it doesn't even feel like where can anything they go? can be accomplished. Right. Where do they go from this episode to set up what they want to, what I feel like they need to set What's up? What's going to happen is we're going to be left with a season two. No, we're, we're going to be left with waiting, waiting for, for a season two with, to answer questions. I don't think we're going to be waiting for the season two. I think we're going to be waiting for a movie. No. Not for a WandaVision movie, but for like a movie in phase four. I'm just talking about wrapping up this story. No, I know, but I think this story bleeds into, it, it, it absolutely bleeds into the, like the phase four of what Marvel's doing. So it involves so many other characters. So maybe there won't even be a season two? I don't know. That's At this point, I don't know if there will be because of what they... I, I have no idea what's going on. I can't guess it. I have I no normally, clue. I normally don't get into a bunch of like spoiler type stuff when it comes to shows and movies, especially the movies. But this has led me down a path of like wanting to know more so much because they haven't given us anything that I have been looking into it. And I don't see how they could do a season two when it's supposed to lead into phase four movie type stuff. So it's going to be Wanda and then a movie a show, a movie, a show, a movie. I don't think WandaVision season two is going to be a thing. Well, it might not be, but whatever. I'm enjoying the ride. So, but it comes back to the point of they got a lot of story to story. Yeah, they got a lot of. Maybe they're going to be one hour episodes. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt why? It. How, why would they take the last two episodes and make them an hour? But then again, you never know. A couple of them have been forty minutes, right? Yeah. There's like a 43-minute one and a 41-minute one, yeah. Something we'll be like one closer tonight, so. Well, I tell you what, this show you need to watch. You sit through the first three episodes. The first two were a sit. The third one gave me something to hold on to because they changed over to color. Gave and me it, something and it gave, to believe in. Gave me some stuff. Episode four gets better, five, six, seven. Watch it. Watch WandaVision, please. Okay, is that it for you? Yeah. Okay, I got three more things too quick and one movie okay too short and one long yeah that's sos yeah it is wow <laughs> are you calling for help um i'm still watching the expanse that's my and i need to get into that damn it i i told myself i was going to start watching that show after we talked about it last week and i never did. i've kind of fallen off a little so i'm not going to talk too much about it i haven't gotten a lot much further from the last time i talked to it. i'm like at season three now 
But I thought it was supposed to be like really pick up. Oh, it does. Season two's great. Season one's slow. Season two's great. I like the show. Hardcore sci-fi. You gotta really like sci-fi. Thomas Jane is amazing in it. Mm. Uh, dude told me maybe something would happen with him, which upsets me. So I haven't been following on too much. I'm just mentioning it real quick. I'm still right. watching it. All right. It's on my back burner though a little bit right now because I'm at a breaking point. Like I ended season two, so I'm like, wait. Yeah, you're like starting into a new story. Um, I quickly started watching on Netflix the Samurai documentary because I am fascinated with Samurai. Um, It was interesting. Very interesting to me. I only watched the first uh, episode. But if you like Samurai... What's it called? Something about Samurai. It's called Samurai Documentary. (laughs) Is it on Netflix or is it on... No, it's on Netflix. Um, It's Samurai. It's very brutal. Well, I mean, the samurai were not nice people. I didn't realize that. They were like professional warriors, and they were really brutal. You didn't realize what a samurai no, was? No, I mean, I know that they were like, but it was, they were basically like the knights. They so, had a katana. Yeah. They chopped your head off. They had those rolls, those rolls of mat that they hang in. Age of through. Samurai Battle of for Japan is the name of it. Dynamic reenactments, reenactments, and expert commentary. Wow, um, expert commentary. Yeah, they they got samurai experts. Yeah, there's people that do that. It's like at that turning point of like it's a splintered Japan, and it's right splinters in it. Yeah, splinter. Oh my god! It's right at the introduction of firearms. Basically, it's like at that point. Well, they can block bullets, and also peasant warriors. Like it's at that turning point and so it's about these different clans and their leaders and they're vying for political power and this in particular this one leader in this episode anyway and they're chronicling like this tiny little uh region how they're able to expand because this guy was like a military strategist okay uh, it's interesting. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm, I fancy myself as a military strategist really? in my own home. Yeah. In like a video game? Yeah, just my daily life. I set up different strategies and I solve them. Like, give me an example. So if somebody were to invade my house from the West, right, I would be able to like subdue any of those attacks because of the way I have my house set up and the way I have different firearms set up in different locations. Um, obviously with the West, you have to come through the tree line and through the Creek. That's going to slow you down. Yeah. And you're kind of on a hill. Yeah. I'm up on a hill a little bit. Um, the bridge there, I could blow the bridge. You could blow any, uh, you You never be able to, you do have a bazooka in your basement. I do. And yeah, it's an AT4 actually is what it's called. Okay. Whatever. So, okay. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because I'm still watching it. I'm only one episode in. Um, movie. Two more things. Big things. I forgot about one of them. Um, I started. I'll do the show first. All right. I started season three of a little bit of show that I've fallen in love with and out of love with in my life. It is based on my favorite book. One of my favorite books of all time. I shouldn't say favorite. That's probably Dune. My one of my favorite books, uh, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Yes. And I and season three dropped on Stars. Of the show American Gods. Um, it's got the dude from Deadwood. What's his name? Hey, thanks. 
The dude from Deadwood. Which one? Timothy Oliphant? No, come on. Um, oh, oh, yeah. The guy who feeds you to the pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's I don't name? know his name. Ian I, McShane. That guy. He's Irish. He plays uh, Mr. Wednesday, who's Odin, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays Shadow Moon, Ricky Whittle. This guy's phenomenal. Is he How good? is he not in the MCU? I don't know. Makes no or or, or in DC, he should be a superhero. It's because he's tied down with a stars contract. He's that good, man. He's great. Um, anyway, so I've talked about season one. I really liked season two. Was awful. I know, and that's what threw me off. So I watched season one, and I was like, man, I wanted to watch season two. You kept telling me how terrible season two was, it's, it's, and I wrote it off. I never went back to it again, and I don't see myself doing that. Even if you tell me how great season three is. Season three is, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'm not saying it's like amazing. Explain to me, so they obviously don't cover the whole book. Or are they creating new story? Um. Oh, gosh. It's been such a long time since I've read the book. It's a huge book. Yeah, I don't really remember now where the book, where the show would be in the book. But I think we're still in book. Okay. They, I would hope it's so. It's slow. It's a slow roll. It's a slow burn. Not a lot gets accomplished. It doesn't make sense to me to have Neil Gaiman tied to a show because he he is tied to this, right? He was for first season, I know. I don't think he is anymore. Okay. Well, it's still silly to me to have this show tied to a book and finish it within a season or two and then start creating its own thing. I think we're still in book. We saw that with Game of Thrones, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um. It's just the same, you know, it's them riding around in Black Betty. Yeah. Riding around the United States of America, trying to recruit old gods just to the war cause. Being knuckleheads, getting into hijinks. Um, no, I, I really, really I, I, I'm liking season three a lot. I'm I'm hooked. I'm in. Really? I H- how far are you in? I almost done. It's only oh, six oh. episodes. Oh, okay. They're they're short seasons. Um, so I'm enjoying it. I, yeah, you got to chew through season two to get there. Season two is a rough ride. Feels like I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, I'm just going to let you tell me about it. There's a, a good scene. Um, well, there's a good episode where uh, there's a girl in this. It's Shadow Moon's ex-wife. And she actually is killed. Mm-hmm. And she becomes essentially a zombie. Mm-hmm. She like gets brought back to life by um, the leprechaun's coin. And anyway, season three, they do a lot more with her. She does die and then goes to purgatory. So there's a whole episode of her spending in purgatory and dealing with that until events change. It's an interesting show. It is interesting. I mean, the book itself is very interesting. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, season three is definitely still in the book because there's a very prominent scene in the book that's in this season and the show. And you've seen it. And it ha- happens to involve Bill Quiss, the goddess of love. Do you remember the, what I'm talking I about in the book? I think I do. It involves a carnal act. Yes. <laughs> I know what you're talking um, about. Anyway, I, I, I like the show. So that book right there, besides, um, was the first one you had me read before Dune. And because, if you don't know, Chris has been the curator of Your my life. life. Yeah. <laughs> and I... It took me a little bit to read um, American Gods, but man, I am so glad I did. 
That book changed my outlook on things. It's a great book. Not outlook on life. I just mean like my outlook on literature and like my outlook on Neil Gaiman and it's you know just what I like so about incredible. it? I love the fact that you watch the show or read the book, especially. The book is way better, by the way. But you read the book. You know so many people hate that. I know. So I many care. people hate when you say that. Um when you read that book, you you think like this this premise is so simple. I can't believe nobody did it before. Yeah, and you almost want to kick yourself. You're like, this is such a simple premise, but nobody did think of it before. He thought of it, and right. he wrote this book, and it just kind of there ama- has to be a first. Yeah, and it amazes me because you're like, this is such a good premise, but it's for a story. And you know what a, I mean? It's overly a simple premise it's simple because anybody could have thought of this but so many people probably you don't know so many people could have probably thought of this but thought it was too simple to get into but neil gaiman has a different brain he does chris like and he and he any deep dives i mean i'm not saying oh yeah the story is not simple no the premise is yeah that's what i mean the premise of it is very simple the the premise is and i'll explain it for people that aren't listening or, or haven't read it um the idea is the world is full of these old gods, like Odin and leprechauns and Greek gods, people, and they're not worshipped anymore. And a god's strength is derived from their followers, their worshippers. Yep. At some point, they decide to move to the United States of America. And they just kind of live out this kind of depressing existence, begging it is very for followers. There, a lot of them have just been. Some of them are poor. Some of them aren't. Um, Talk about how that relates to today. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, begging for followers. That's what I do on a daily basis. <laughs> Please follow Snarf Talk. <laughs> um, but the idea is, there's all these new gods. So, like social media, technology, you know, mm-hmm. different things that have taken over. That, that's what people worship now. You know, Instagram, these things, and they all have physical representations as gods, right? Yeah. And so there's a, there's a war brewing between the old gods and the new gods, and, and Odin recruits Shadow Moon, his man, mm-hmm. to go across the country, basically, and recruit all these old gods to their cause for the upcoming war that he's trying to wage. But he's such a diabolical figure. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting in that respect. And then obviously Shadow Moon has a whole backstory. You can tell by his name that he's not just a normal right. dude. <laughs> um, but he is the one of the most relatable and likable characters of any book you've ever read, probably. Um, so I don't know. I really like it. I'll move on from that. I'm still finishing. I got one episode left in season three. Um, and okay. I'm, I hope they keep making it at this point. Yeah, I don't at know. The end I of haven't season heard anything. Two, I would have said, whatever. I haven't heard of any talks of uh, season four. I knew they did three, but I, I think it's know. pretty popular for stars. Um, stars has actually quite a bit of shows. I'm su- I've been surprised. Man, I was blown away when Stars did Black Sails. Yeah, they did Black Sails. They got a bunch of did stuff. Did you ever watch that? Um, I watched part of the first season. I think Nolan was the one telling us about that. It was a really good show. Yeah, well, I'd, I had finished it. Oh, long. really? Yeah, I finished it a long time ago. I watched all of it. They got a bunch of other shows, though, because I, I, I subscribed for the month to watch American Gods. Um, and that was a couple months ago, of course. I yeah. forgot about it. Of course you do. And But I went on there, and there's a tons of stuff on that. Um, 
Oh, Neil Nolan said, if you like that premise, Neil Gaiman's lifelong friend and collaborator Terry Pratchett has a book with similar idea called Small Gods about an all-powerful god that manifests into a turtle because his followers don't believe him anymore, but the church. Um, yeah, Dirk said, have you watched Yellowstone? Yes, and we've talked about Yellowstone at length in some earlier episodes. I'll have to dig up and see what they are. I haven't. You haven't. I have. You have. I have not. A lot of people talk about it. I have it. a lot of opinions about it. I feel like I've heard enough about Yellowstone. Nothing against it. I have nothing against it, but I've heard just so much about it that I don't need it. I had a lot of opinions on it. Um, Nolan, but back to Nolan's. Um, I will check that out. And Yeah, that sounds really good. I know Terry Pratchett. I've read yes, some of the I, books that Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman did together. Mm-hmm. Short story stuff. Very good. Um, the last thing, um, which we probably don't have a lot of time to talk about, um, I watched another movie um, what, what? on HBO, King of Staten Island, the Judd Apatow snoop With movie. that one guy Pete, from SNL. Pete Davidson. Yes. And Bill Burr and Marissa Tomei. Okay, right off the bat, love Bill Burr, Marissa Tomei, classic. Love him. Um, I am not a huge fan of Pete Davidson I- at all. I am a huge non-fan of Pete Davidson. I do not like him. I usually have nothing good to say about him. I have seen a trailer um, and some little snippets from this movie, and it seemed like it would be good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm also not a fan of Pete Davidson. Huge fan of Bill Burr and a huge fan of Marissa Tomei. It is, um, as most people probably know, it takes place on Staten Island. Uh, Pete Davidson, loosely based on his life, kind of. Oh, it is? Uh, I didn't know that. His father died in 9-11 in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I didn't know that. in oh. the show, his father dies as a fireman, but not in 9-11, just in a fire. Yeah, well, that makes me feel as, bad. As he's a little kid. Because, well, whatever. Because I don't like him <laughs> at all. Um, so but, he's just kind of a adult, kind of a loser. He's going to be a fireman. Well, right. he wants to be a tattoo artist, and he's just kind of a loser, lost, you know, living with his mom. His sister, who's quite a bit younger than him, goes off to college, and she's moving on. Everybody's moving on. Her mom, his mom starts dating uh, Bill Burr. Is Marissa Tomei his mom? Yeah. Isn't that sad to think that Marissa Tomei has to play a mom now? I don't know. She still looks great. I know. Or an aunt. So a couple couple of quick things because we don't have a lot of time. Um, I really I, I enjoyed the the movie a lot. It's worth watching. I, I would recommend it. Okay. Um, it's very long. It is a half an hour longer than it needs to be. It is two and a half hours long. Oof, that's a sit. It is brutally long. Um, that being said, for maybe the first hour of the movie, I'm like, ah, I don't. Uh, I'm over this. It's just it, nothing's progressing. You've got to catch me in the first hour, Chris. And I'm it, not. I have no attention span. It's got some humor. I mean, there's enough in there, right, for the first hour um, to keep you going, and then it starts to catch hold. Um, Is it enough? There is like a relationship. The relationship between Bill, Bill Burr's Burr. character and Marissa Tomei's character because they start kind of dating, and how that affects. The relationship between Pete Davidson's character and Bill Burr, they don't they clash a lot. Yeah. So you get kind of all through that. And then the movie kind of makes a big turning point into what's getting towards the resolution of the film. And basically Pete, Pete needs a dad. 
Pete and Bill Burr get in a fight, and Mom, Tris, Marissa Tomei kicks them both out. They're like, you're both out. Well, and Bill Burr's character is a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I knew that. And uh, Pete Davidson's like, I don't want anything to do with firefighters, you know, basically. Um, but he has nowhere to go, so he shows up at the firehouse, and they let him crash there. And, like, slowly they build a relationship, and he builds a relationship in this firehouse, and things start happening. And it starts to become a really, like, sweet movie. Yeah. That it's kind of a tearjerker at times. Really? Um, so I enjoyed it. You get it's, it's too long. Yeah. And in my opinion, it fizzles at the end a little bit. Um, it doesn't necessarily give you me 100% of the resolution that I want. The ending was not necessarily satisfying to me. Um, but not for any like negative reason. It's just like it just kind of ends. Really? Yeah. It's just like this is the story. Yeah, it just kind of ends. It's just like we build up all this emotional right. resonance. And, and I'm your like, dad now. And there you go. <laughs> and now I'm your dad. Yeah. It just kind of ends like with a snapshot, like... Like an old '80s sitcom, where it like freeze frames, yeah. and you're just like the <laughs> end. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, I I think you would like it a lot. I, I think I you think would I enjoy would too. I, I saw, like I said, I saw the trailer about it. I was immediately turned off because I saw Pete Davidson. I just saw his face. Yeah, I'm like I, I really don't wow, like the guy either. I'm not gonna watch this movie. But then I saw Bill Burr was involved with it, and I watched the trailer. I thought it was interesting. Pete Davidson, by it's, the way, he's not a good actor. I mean, his acting performance doesn't wow you. He does. I mean, it feels good because he's playing himself. Basically. Well, that's what I was gonna say. He may not be a good actor, but the role for him fits. It fits. Right? Yeah, and so that isn't a problem. All okay. the acting all around is good. It, Bill Burr's great in it. He's a very good actor. He is. You know what sold me about, on Bill Burr about his acting? I've seen him in a lot of things, but. Uh, is the Mandalorian. Oh, he's great in the Mandalorian. The whole monologue that he has about the war and he's one and of the best Star things. Wars characters of all time now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> now that you say that, holy shit. You're right. Yeah. Um, but that scene where he's sitting down and talking about it, I don't mean to turn it back over to Star Wars, but that's what blew me away on what Bill Burr can do acting in a seemingly like it could have been a throwaway role for him. Well, there's you know this I mean? scene in in the King of Staten Island where, you know, there's this fire chief that they he has a problem with because he had ordered them to go into this building that Pete Davidson's dad died in and it was unsafe. And there's this really heavy scene where they sit down across the table from each other and like he's gotta like pretend to like this fire chief, right? Yeah. And they, he starts getting the friction, and then he just explodes with like traumatic anger. Yeah. And then he shoots the guy. And then him and Pete Davidson flee from the facility. They actually get into a ship, and they fly out, and they shoot a rocket down, and they blow the whole facility oh, up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you had me. <laughs> you had me. I was like, holy shit. And then I realized what was happening. Yeah. After you said he shoots the guy, and they flee, I was like, okay, like... Damn you, Christopher. For, for all you people that don't understand what I just did, I just described the scene from The Mandalorian. And you see how it caught my attention right away. I was like, oh, what? No, that doesn't happen at all in the movie. Steve Buscemi is the fire chief. Steve Buscemi is the fire chief. And he, King of Staten Island. He was also in 9-11, and he was a firefighter in 
9 like in New York at the time. No, not during 9-11. He was already a famous actor by then. He might have been a firefighter. I mean, he was, yeah, he was a volunteer firefighter still at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he came and just started working right away. But he was a volunteer firefighter for a New York hmm. fire station. He was a full-time firefighter for a time, but he was a volunteer during 9-11. Okay. Well, he's in it, and he's great in it as well. He has a... It, you would really like it. I think anybody could appreciate it. I will say it it takes some time. It's an hour and a half long. It's or okay. two and a half hours long. It's a half an hour longer than it needs to be. It's maybe longer than a half an hour longer than it needs to be. Yeah, that sucks. But I think I will watch it. It did um, it did intrigue me a bit. And that's it. That's everything on my list. That's all we got. So uh, yes, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash snarf comics. If you don't want to be just a peasant that listens to the podcast. You can be a lord or a lady or a knight. king, a knight. Go on patreon.com slash snarf comics. Figure out what you want to be. What kind of stature what do you, you want to be have. in life? Where do you want to go? Do you want to be a loser? Yeah. Or do you want to kind of, support snarf? Just an absolute cock. joke? Yeah. No, you don't want to be that. Be a winner. Let's be a winner. Let's support snarf and we'll build you up. Yeah. You know, we're going to create a life for you. We'll build you up. We'll let you down. We'll build you up again even higher because we got to let you down. Army did that to, to me. build you up. They tore me down to my bare bones. Yeah. They built me up to this incredible internet influencer. <laughs> and we'll do it. We'll do it for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out. Check out snarfcom- or snarftalk.com. Um, Snarf Comics will get you there too, but it's Snarf Talk. We've rebranded. We're, we're in the middle process. Um, yeah. Snarftalk.com uh, to... You can find all of our episodes there, the latest 10, whatever. Our blog. Um, our blog is on there. But also go to snarftalk.com slash madness, and you can get into our Snarf Madness tournament that's coming up in March that we do every single year. So if you weren't in the beginning of the episode, we are having Snarf Madness. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. We have a bracket. You can fill it out uh, and try to match my bracket or try to match Chris's, and you can win some prizes. Yeah. Two winners. That's right. For and don't forget to like and share this podcast yeah. on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever else you're at. Just like wherever. Just write our name down. All right. <laughs> you just write it on the wall of a bathroom stall. Snarf talk. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, or actually don't. Just if you want to do that, we'll just send you stickers. So just ask us. Yeah. But if you want to put it on a bathroom, you can Snarf- put like for Dirk a good says, time. Snarf talk, builder of men. That's right. Well, that's our new phrase. <laughs> that's the the farmhouse thing. Is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that, that's what we could be. But seriously, go into a bathroom and say, for a good time, listen to Snarf Talk. <laughs> yeah. And I'll give you Jerry's uh, phone number. And you can yeah. put that, scratch it in there, too. Text me. <laughs> for a glory <laughs> hole, listen to Snarf Talk. All right. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See you. See you.